Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. Helmet of shame. Helmet of shame. Romeo, Romeo, where's your feces, Romeo? What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome to the Hideout Road Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs. We are live tonight in mm-hmm. studio. It's a Tuesday night, Tuna Tuesday. Also a chance for free beer in just about, oh, I don't know, 12 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Uh, you will need phone numbers, though, if you're interested. 407-916-1041, 888 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Use those numbers to win prizes and just to be a part of the hideout, to be somebody in the hideout here on Real Radio 104.1. Ah, uh... Chunks Corolla is on assignment right now with Matt Albert as the two of them are uh, bowling for a charity for mm-hmm. uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, we will check in with them in just a little bit if you uh, guys want to go out there and hang out. I know they're trying really hard to take on the magic team, mm-hmm. um, the magic here in the station, uh, here at Clear Channel. So uh, my understanding already a little trash talking going on. Really? Uh, maybe curse words uh, being thrown out there, too. So I'm I'm gonna let you guess from who though the heretics or the people from Magic Magic uh, uh, Tommy Bateman our director Poor is here uh, also we got our uh, two interns um, C Lane stepping up to be the unpaid producer and the great Gazoo Manning who if you did not hear <laughs> last night his story of his new 44 year old girlfriend he said he was gonna bring in a photo and then he did something today to embarrass the show mm-hmm. on a national level yes. Actually, in all of space. Just basically, uh, I think we found like the kryptonite to radio. He can stop any show at any time in the world. That is our great Kazoo Manning. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, well, we actually have the audio. I'm gonna play that audio for you in a bit. I'm a, I was actually, it's very douche chill and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that. Uh, some of you may actually, if you want to go hear it now, it's on uh, fullbullandaids.com on hideoutheretics.net. And, of course, there's also realradio.fm. Realradio.fm, the place, J-Dubs, uh, in case you do not get qualified on the air for the football final score square challenge. We do that uh, every week, and we pick a game of the week. We need to decide what the game of the week was. I was looking at it earlier, and I had narrowed down a game. All right. I believe it's the Atlanta game. I forget who Atlanta's playing. If you give me two seconds, I'll have the chance to uh, bring it up. But the Atlanta game looked very appealing. Whoever they uh, Steelers? Be... Yes. Atlanta think... versus Steelers? Yeah. I think that's what it is. All right, you want to roll with that one? Perfect. All right, Pittsburgh at Atlanta is the game of the week this week for the final score score challenge brought to us by Miller Lite. That is what I was talking about for that free beer, so stay tuned for that in just about uh, ten minutes. The uh, last qualifier for that and the last winner was Todd T. So congratulations to Todd T. as well. And congratulations to those of you who picked Chunks' team in the Pick Your Pony uh, contest. Not qualified for the catered party, uh, party for 20 people. 
courtesy of Wing Street. So we, uh, oh, so check this out really quickly. We have a lot mm-hmm. to get done this, uh, tonight on a tune Tuesday. Like I said, we have that audio. I do want to, you know, speaking of audio in a second, I'm going to play this. Dennis Green last night, coach of the Arizona Cardinals, losing it as his team had one of the all-time uh, choke jobs ever in the history of uh, Monday Night Football. And I remember you saying last night while we were watching the game in the studio, I can see the Bears coming back. And I said, yeah, I can see it too, but I did not think it was going to happen. I, I went home and I didn't even watch the rest of the game I until did. Matt Albert uh, sent me a text message and says, I can't believe they came back. I did. In fact, here's what's so funny about that. I had, oh, we got to talk about this. We do our, you know, our fantasy football, and that's for the helmet of shame. And I had two players going: mm-hmm. Rex Grossman, quarterback for the Bears, and Robbie Gould, I guess yes. his name is, kicker for the Bears. Well, Grossman had one of the all-time worst games in the history of Monday Night Football: six turnovers, mm-hmm. totaling negative one point for me last night. Thank God I had the kicker. But the Bears came from 23-3 down. Their defense scored two touchdowns, and it was amazing. I've never seen momentum like this. And then all of a sudden it was a kick uh, returned for a touchdown, a punt returned for a mm-hmm. touchdown. And then... A the rookie Card- returned it, yeah. too, and uh, they, they just punted it right to the middle of the field for him. Then Matt Leinard brings them all the way back down the field. One of the surest kickers in the league. Neil Akers. No. Rackers. Rackers, I'm sorry. And he misses it uh, by, I don't know, two feet left, mm-hmm. wide left. So anyway, really quick, I mean, because I've already set it up to now, set up the story for you. And then I want to tell you how this relates to us and one drunky the bear. Uh, but first, here is Denny Green, coach of the Arizona Cardinals, losing it last night. Coach, uh, four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What do you see about the Bears? Uh, we shut them down that way. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we just uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like us? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I don't understand they are what we thought they were. What does that mean? That means that they are a team that will play all four quarters. And uh, that's what he was telling the team all week. That's who we thought oh. they were. And they didn't respect them all four quarters. They, copped them, they kept them up there for three. Right. And in the fourth quarter, they just let it all fall to hell. So anyway, I was worried about my fantasy football team and mm-hmm. the helmet. Of shame. Because uh, Drunky the Bear was catching me. As it turns out, the loser of this last week in fantasy football is indeed Drunky the Bear. It would have been you if Drunky would have started a quarterback, without a doubt. I got lucky. I tried on Sunday. I tried to uh, put one in for him that morning, but it wouldn't let me do it. So anyway, we have to decide what Drunky's shame is going to be. And uh, I appreciate him being... And the uh, helmet of pain in the Hideout Fantasy Football League, uh, but we will uh, we will have to check in with him. And f- now, at one point, I thought we had decided. Oh, he had lost once, and we told him he was going to have to get a tattoo that says "I love Tiffany." Mm-hmm. But uh, that did not end up coming to fruition because you guys ended up doing the uh, gay Craigslist ads. Yes, exactly. 
Uh, however, we will have to figure out uh, something at some point for Drunky the Bear to have to do so that we can uh, we can get it going for this uh, Helmet of Shame. Dubs, we got a little uh, quick update real fast? Yeah. All right, hold on a second. Yo, yo, yo we're hitting the streets on a Tune It Tuesday, the hideout. Tune It Tuesday in the hideout of Real Radio 104.1 is uh, a little grill of marketing for the show. We ask you guys to go out, turn on any public radios to Real Radio 104.1, and uh, spread the good word of the hideout. What do we have, Dubs? The Mexican in the 407. Hey, guys, I'm up here in the Walmart in Sanford. Very nice. Hey. I'm holding up a sign right in front of the Walmart. All right. Now, if the uh, good thing about Tuna Tuesday, and thank you for holding up the sign, is if you could head into that Walmart and turn up those radios so that we could hear it on Real Radio 104.1, that would be even better. But thank you for getting out there with that sign, the Mexican. Much appreciated, my friend. Uh, yeah. 407 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. All right, J-Dub, so there's a lot to get done this evening. But I did want to talk about Drunky the Bear losing Yeah. in uh, the Hideout Fantasy Football League and the Helmet of Shame, so we'll get all of that going tonight as well. Other things, too, Crackspace.com. What is that? It is the new urban answer to MySpace. I'm going to hit that up a little bit. Uh, we've reached over 300 million people here on Earth. Oh. I want to, when we come back, I want to play this for you really quickly. This uh, dirty bumper stickers and this lady who's gotten a whole bunch of trouble for that. So let's take a break, come back, get the show started on this Tuna Tuesday here in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, little correction. I said 300 million people on Earth. I meant America. Yeah. In the U.S. Yeah. I got about seven IMs. Thank you for paying uh, very close attention to what I say. <laughs> I do appreciate that. It's a hideout row radio 104.1 on a tuner Tuesday. Who got qualified for the free beer from Miller Lite in the final score square challenge, Pittsburgh versus Atlanta this Th- week? That's a darn good question. It's mm. not up there? No. Okay, it's Nick from the 321. All right, congratulations, Nick, and the 321 qualified for that free beer from Miller Lite. Another qualification coming up at 815, 915. And then 10-15 for the game of the week, Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Dubs, growing up as a kid, what was your favorite elementary school game that you played? Like uh, outside, like a game with all the kids? During recess or whatever. Tag. Tag was probably your favorite? Tag was the favorite. I enjoyed tetherball. Napoleon? I know, <laughs> right? Um, I liked uh, dodgeball. We didn't, we didn't have a tetherball uh, pole. Mm-hmm. I don't class. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually played it, so I don't even know really know what the rules are. I had one at home. It's very simple. Basically, there's two people uh, uh, on each side of this pole with the ball with the string, mm-hmm. and you guys hit it back and forth. Whoever can wrap it around their way wins. I was watching something the other day. Maybe it was Napoleon Dynamite, and I was talking to my chick, and um, she was like, yeah, me and my sister used to play all the time. And I was like, oh, really cool. And, you know, who would always win? And she was like, what do you mean win? <laughs> And I'm like, who would wrap it around, you know, all the way? You didn't know there was a game to it? Not at all. (laughs) Just thought they were there to hit the ball. And that was it. (laughs) And did not know that there was any sort of a, um, you know. A way of winning? Exactly. There was another game we used to play, too. Another one of my favorite ones in elementary school, and this one moved up to middle school and high school with us, was you you get a wall, Mm -hmm. and you have a tennis ball, 
and you throw the tennis ball against the wall, and you have to catch it in the air. If you drop it... Wall ball. Yeah, wall ball. As soon mm-hmm. as you drop it, you got to go run, touch the wall. Otherwise, you know, somebody can pick it up and they can peg you. And uh, Tommy brought up uh, uh, dodgeball. I loved dodgeball as a kid, too. Also kickball. Uh, Pedro says dodging bullets was popular in Colorado, <laughs> not dodging balls. Um, what was the other thing as well, too, that, um, that we used to play... In elementary school, I remember like third or fourth grade, we used to play tackle football, like actual tackle football. We would too, and that quickly got squashed. Oh, we we uh, were able to play it all the way through uh, high school at our school. They never really told us not to. Uh, another thing was King of the Hill. King of the Hill was the best one. Like uh, we had a big uh, hill with a slide going down it, mm-hmm. but we would use the hill as uh, one person would be at the top. And uh, you try to push the person off the top of the hill. Whoever you know made it through at the end of recess as the king of the hill wins. Uh, so one person starts up on top of the hill. About 20 people are trying to push that kid off the hill. <laughs> uh, my chick says we were watching Kicking and Screaming. That's uh-huh. what it was they were watching. I forgot that that was in there. Now, when you play these games, though, what do you think you get out of them? Exercise. Exercise is one. Chance to beat down the smallest kid in class. Mm-hmm. Possibly that proving could be your a, dominance, camaraderie. Uh, on on the flip side too, teamwork, just like with any sports. Mm-hmm. Well, Dubs, it now looks like um, recess games are under attack, and that will be the next thing to go. What uh, do you mean for elementary school te- uh, for elementary school kids? Hideout download. In Attleboro are learning about some new rules for recess. The school system is refusing to let kids play games that involve any sort of contact. And as Casey Kaufman tells us, some parents think this rule has gone too far. Tag, you're it. Three simple words you won't be hearing during recess on the playground at the Willett Elementary School in Attleboro. I was surprised. Colleen Bischoff read about the playground policy, banning chasing games like tag and dodgeball, while she waited in pickup line. I think they should be allowed to. I mean, I used to run and chase and play kickball and dodgeball and all that. But the Willett School principal says the so-called tag rule is nothing new. All right, how about this one? Uh, Elros brings this one up on the Instant Messenger. Smear the Queer. Smear the Queer was uh, definitely a fun one. Or as they called it around their parents, get the guy with the ball. Because oh, we call it smear the queer in front of everybody, even the teachers. I even knew then you weren't supposed to uh, use that word. I remember playing that, but not with any actual ball, just <laughs> jumping on one particular kid. And I remember going, I don't know what the point of this game is, but it sure is fun beating the hell out of this guy. <laughs> Jeff in the 386. What's up, Jeff? Stole my thunder, man. Smear the queer. Ah. Probably one of the brutalest, more brutal games on the playground. Uh, oh, without a doubt. How would you play it? Would you Now, would you do the thing of you'd be playing catch, and then you'd throw the ball, and then the guy would hold on to it, then all of a sudden you'd, you'd yell, smear the a, queer? Yeah, it was a free-for-all. You just threw the ball up in the air, whoever had big enough balls to grab it, and then everybody else tried to tackle him. And the bat, worst thing was our playground was on blacktop. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. So that, tackling on blacktop was never that fun. And and it was it, it didn't ever end. You know, We always uh, would uh, do it anyway. It doesn't matter if we were on that like rock garden area mm-hmm. or on flat top on blacktop or like on grass we'd do it no matter what we'd tackle these kids and try to break their backs hideout download been on the books for more than five years part of a broader playground policy that bans everything from kicking and punching to disrespectful touching the recess rules reflect a growing trend across the country to limit contact sports on school playgrounds critics of the policy say it's just another way to 
to micromanage children. Kids will be kids no matter what. Kids are going to trip on a rock. Kids are going to trip over their feet. It happens. It's a daily occurrence. Have you noticed, too, that that is kind of the thing now where we don't even want children to be children anymore? Mm -mm. We can't handle it. We can't handle that someone is going to get a scraper or a boo-boo. Now, I remember uh, uh, boo-boo, because that's what it's always called. I remember one of the worst injuries I ever got was playing uh, something in the backyard. And I tripped and I fell, and my knee mm-hmm. hit the corner brick. Oh. Okay? And then I fell down on the ground. I was rolling around on the ground. <laughs> all right? And just crying like a little girl. But then I got up, and it was weird because I saw grass come out of my knee <laughs> through the blood flow. Uh, of just playing one of these, you know, backyard school-type games. And I don't understand why it is, why, you know, kids can't be kids anymore. Did you have a swing set at your school? Yes. One of the things we used to do, we'd have, uh, like, a row of three on each swing set. So three of us would get going, and uh, there was a big rock, like uh, those little loose rocks Mm -hmm. in front of us. So we'd get going as high as we can, count to ten, and then everybody would jump off. See how far you can uh, jump. Yeah, at the highest point. I don't know how many kids broke their arms because they're going up and they're coming down like too far back, and they would just put their arm back and they'd break their arm. But we would keep on playing it. You'd get a good ten feet, fifteen feet out of it. Huh. Uh, I had not. I had not seen that before. Sean in the four hundred seven. Sean, what's up, Sean? Yeah, you guys actually just said the one I was talking about. Instead of swinging over a rock. We would just go straight up for distance. Oh, God. Uh, off the swing set. It was on blacktop. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, but that's the thing, too. Did you feel like somehow you're an awful person because of it? Because you're sitting there playing swing games or no? I don't know, man. It was just really a good excuse to get hurt and get out of school. Yeah, well, see, that is part of it, too. Any little excuse to get out. Hideout download. But some parents say they welcome anything that protects children from getting hurt. There is only a blacktop up there. They don't have the grass to run on. <sighs> the policy isn't district-wide in Attleboro. School principals ultimately have the power to tag out certain chase games during free play at recess. Casey Kaufman, CBS, 4 News. And this policy uh, covers unsupervised playtime. Students at the Willette School have a 20-minute recess each day and one gym period a week. Hideout download. All right, here's what I'm going to ask you. What did your parents ever protect you from? What do you mean? I can't remember my parents ever telling me, uh, don't do this or don't do that. Don't go play this. Don't go play that. You could get hurt. Do you? I mean, maybe it was you can't get a BB gun because you'll uh, poke your eye out. You know, that old thing. Yeah, my mom... But as far as playing games at school, I... Yeah, my mom never told me, hey, you can't play this at school. You know, stay away from this, stay away from that. She told you not to run with coffee down the hallway, because you might spill it, she'll have to clean it up later. And I don't don't understand why it is. It's almost like these parents today want to wrap their kids in bubble wrap. Or, you know, those those little plastic peanuts or whatever, styrofoam peanuts so they don't get hurt if they ever fall. Every corner has to be rounded. Every uh, floor has to be padded. It doesn't matter. You know, they don't want their kid to even get a cut on their knee. Mike in the 407. What's up, Mike? Yeah, man, I went to Lake Highland here in Orlando for elementary. We used to play a real brutal game in PE called Bombardment. It was like an advanced version of dodgeball. Mm Mm-hmm. What what were the rules of bombardment? Well, it was like you had two teams against the size of the gym, and you had those balls that you would play kickball with out Mm -hmm. in the middle. And the two teams would grab the balls and just peg the other kid on the other side to see who was left. 
That was a synthetic that's dodgeball, though, isn't it? Or no? I remember playing bombardment. To be honest with you, uh, uh, it was it was brutal, and we had a coach that almost was racist about it. Uh oh, what would he do? Well, where are these two Indian kids? It was predominantly white mm-hmm. group of kids, and there was these two Indian kids. One of the kids was big, the other was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. And during the kind of recess of the game, he used to pick two people from either side to come out to see who would hit the other guy first. And he would always pick the two Indian kids. Jesus, what an animal. All right, thank you. Yep. Uh, I think bombardment where I was was just a variation of dodgeball. Yeah, it basically was. I think that one was the one where uh, it, you would run out to the middle, of course, to get the balls just like regular dodgeball. But uh, you weren't immediately out when you got hit. You would run up. You'd have to be up on top of the bleachers afterwards. And uh, on the other side, on the enemy side, and if anybody wanted to get you out, they had to take a ball, throw it all the way up to you, and you had to catch it up there. I uh, see. I don't even remember that variation. There's always a little different variation wherever you are. But anyway, I just can't understand why these parents are wanting to take away all these fun games you had when you were a kid growing up. It's bad enough to take it away recess. Now they're taking away all the games too. Missy in the 407. What's up, Missy? What's up, boys? All right, you guys just totally flashed me back. I guess I had blocked it out out of sheer terror, but you reminded me. I was in third grade, grew up in Chicago. Uh, my little boyfriend at the time, we never spoke. We had our friends communicate for us. But my boyfriend, Steve Miller, he, uh, geez, poor kid, we were playing on the merry-go-round. He fell off the merry-go-round somehow, mm-hmm. and kids, being as cruel as they are, they kept pushing it. I thought it was funny, not realizing that his leg was stuck up under the oh. spinning merry-go-round. It snapped his leg. We all oh. heard it. And then while this poor little eight-year-old is screaming, writhing in pain, no joke, a yellow jacket flew up the boy's nose and stung him. Oh. I don't even know how many times. While he's sitting there screaming, and the kids thought it was the funniest thing. The boys thought it was the funniest thing they had ever seen. Kept pushing that bitch. I'm sorry, that merry-go-round until right. they just couldn't push it anymore because his leg wouldn't do it. Did you, uh, did you end up, um, uh, breaking up with him? I did. She's not going to date a cripple. Yeah, I, I, I did, but we became friends again in high school and actually dated briefly then, but you, I had completely forgotten about it. Like, I, no joke, like I blocked it out, but y'all just brought it back to me. It was me playground rape for you. Yeah, here you It I was, th- it was awful. Yeah. It can be cruel, game or not. It was not a game. We were just having fun. But they made it into a sick, sick game. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Missy. Thank you, sweetie. Now, uh, now the mauling of children, I guess, that could be an issue. That's your own... It happens. Yeah, but that was happening way back in the 60s, you know? Or whenever she was around. EJ from the U brings up one, uh, Army Dodgeball. You never pro- played Army Dodgeball? Mm. We, we called it War Ball, where you would uh, be playing dodgeball, but if you got hit in the leg, you couldn't use that leg anymore, so you'd be hopping around. <laughs> And if you got hit in the other leg, then you're on your knees. If you got hit in the arm, you couldn't throw out that arm, you know, and it got a whole thing. And you weren't dead and out until you got hit in the chest or the head. Wow. I'd, uh... You never played that one? Uh-uh. That one was the best. Let's go to Deuceberry in 386. Did you say Deuceberry? That's yeah. you. Hey, man, I made up a game when we were in elementary called Trip Tag. And what it was was one guy was it. And he would run around and get about, like, you know, seven or eight guys. We'd run around, and everybody would try and trip that one person. And the one to trip them would be next, and everybody would try and get him. I mean, it sounds kind of boring now, but we'd play all the way up until the bell and go right into class and be, you know, 
trip on grass and rocks and everything, you know? Yeah, I hear you. You know, Pedro says, new rule, you're not a real kid unless you break an arm, tooth, scrape your knees, or bleed from the nose or mouth while playing at school. And yeah. that, that is, uh, this is part of growing up. I think that makes you tougher. I, I think it weeds out some of the uh, some of the bad ones. I don't understand like the protection, the constant need to protect the the, the child. Joe in the four hundred seven can't protect from everything. What's up, Joe? What's happening? Hey. I have one that it's it's not a contact one, so I guess they'd still be able to play. And I feel like a sissy now that I'm saying it, but uh, four square, four square is a lot of fun. Uh, what was four square? Four square is where you had a big square divided into four corners. I guess some people call it four corners, too, and you had a uh, kickball, mm-hmm. and you had to bounce it into the other person's square and get it to bounce out. It's almost like volleyball in a way. Yeah, right. kind of like a uh, a real big uh, tennis, uh, table tennis type thing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, that sounds like a lot of fun. Not, that one doesn't seem like a, a brutal one. But here's the problem. What if the ball bounces up and actually gets somebody in the... Uh... In the eyes and hits their glasses, breaks their glasses, or... uh, shatters right into their eyes, and then they can't see anymore. Accidentally in the junk, and then maybe they won't be able to have children later on. You can come up with an excuse for everything. You can get hurt. Dubs and I could literally get hurt sitting here talking the way we're talking right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how many times I've hit my face on this uh, damn microphone and feel like a fool. I could stand up and tear my Achilles heel just, uh, you know, at a move in the wrong way. You could always get hurt. I don't understand what the fear is of getting hurt. Otto and I could break our necks or injure them. Oh, wait, where do you have doing this job? Mm-hmm. Ping pong in the 3 2 one What's up, ping pong? Hey, I grew up back up in New Hampshire, and, dude, we did crazy stuff. We fought on, like, this huge ice patch in my friend's backyard. We, it was like WWE on ice. It was like, but I had the greatest time. We'd smack each other. We played um, full contact, like, three-on-three football in the street and almost get run over by cars. I mean, but I'd, I would let my kids do that in a heartbeat because I had more fun and learned so much and made friends through doing stupid, crazy stuff. I, we played guns and jump off porches, like, at each other, trying to do military-style stuff. It was sick. You brought up a fantastic point, dude, and thank you for the phone call. And that is playing in the street. Mm-hmm. In, now, not necessarily when you're in elementary school, but when you get to middle school and you get to high school, mm-hmm. there is no better playground than in the street because you can't play in the yard because you, you can't ruin the yard. So you're playing football in the street. Obviously, you're doing basketball. You're doing stickball. You're doing all sorts of things. Wiffle ball. We were retards when we were kids. We would no, walk. We would, shocker. We would walk across the street and there'd be traffic going. So we would see how close we could get to the cars, like right next to the cars, without and like actually, you know, put our hands right there, like where an inch away, without touching it. Never got hurt. I had good depth what's perception. That, what's that thing, Darwin of the Darwin Awards? Mm-hmm. How have you not won one of those already? I'm still alive, baby. That's too bad. Dying in the 386. What's up, Don? Uh, actually, it's John. Hey, guys, oh, how you doing tonight? What's up, John? Hey, buddy. Hey, you're talking about you're talking about crazy stuff you did, like a PE or in high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to uh, when in our high school we had a uh, swimming pool where the swim team would practice and such, and we'd sometimes have our PE there. And there was a balcony that overlooked the pool that was almost at least one story up and about 15 feet from the edge of the pool. <laughs> so if you can get the visual of the lanes in, we had people jump off of the top of that balcony diving into Oof. the pool. And you see that all the time, too, even with kids in their own backyard of climbing mm-hmm. on the roof and then jumping into the swimming pool. You see it a lot during spring break. Oh, and yeah. With those uh, hotels, like people would be like three or four floors up. And there's that pool 
right off the uh, balcony, and they'll be jumping right from there all drunk. It's a hideout row radio, 104.1. Come on! Tune in Tuesday in the hideout row radio, 104.1. All right, remind, uh, we're talking just, I guess, now up... Uh, Somewhere they're trying to bag it, ban any sort of recess games. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Bateman threw out, you're trying to figure out the name of one specific one. Describe what, it, what how you play the game again. It's like uh, two people on the monkey bars facing each other, and then they try to like somehow get the other person down, whether it's they wrap their legs around, they try to pull them down, or mm-hmm. they try to kick them off. Uh, any way they can get them down. Kicking was usually my uh, weapon of choice. because you had the long legs. Mm-hmm. All right. Our, uh, our buddy Bipolar Steve... Fullblowingaids.com says, um, in my younger years, the guys had a game called, and I hate this word, but it was what it was called, uh, fag test, mm-hmm. where you would have to rub an eraser on the top of your hand until it oh, bleeds. Yes, I do remember that. Some of my friends still have the scars. Oh. The eraser burns were the worst. I'd never even heard of that one before. Never. Let's go to uh, Dr. Copperfield in the 321. What's up, Doc? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? FAJ Dubs. Great, buddy. Thank you. Do you remember the uh, the one famous game? And I tell you, you, had, you guys did the same thing. You brought memories back. You remember the Red Rover? Red Rover. And you would, you know, and Sam- everybody had the name, whether it was uh, George, Sam, oh, Pete, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And the weakest link would always be where Targeted. a girl would have to hold the hands or hold the arms with a guy and whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, one time, and the, and the one thing I remember, too, is you also had to have your arms set at a certain height. Well, this one kid thought, oh, hey, this is no problem to break through the arms and whatever. He got clothesline instead by his neck and did a complete summy around the two arms or whatever, and without breaking his neck, he ended up after the summy landing completely on his stomach. And, oh, man, we didn't know if the kid, you know, if we broke his neck, you know, at the at the Adam's apple or whatever. But, oh, you know, Did everyone run crazy. away? Did everyone, like, run away and be like, I don't know how that happened. He's just lying there. We have no idea. No, the thing is, we were so young and, we were so young and, and dumb in, in elementary that, we didn't know if he was really hurt or not, and we didn't know. We thought it was funny in the laughing. <laughs> All right. Thank you for voting. They appreciate hey, it. One last one. It makes me wonder if they're going to cancel and get rid of flag football. You remember you got a contact there with people trying to get the flag. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope they don't get restricted you, here. You know what's interesting about flag football is the fact that you know I, I've played in a couple of men's leagues. Oh, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's, it's still pretty tough. It's incredibly contact. So I don't know what it's like when you're playing in school. But in these men's flag football leagues, man, they they take the, it serious. Yeah, I mean, they're still blocking and that kind of stuff, and people get laid out still. We're out there for hair to Cooper of them. We see teams out there practicing and running drills and everything for their flag football team. <laughs> it's nuts. Doug on I-75. What's up, Doug? <laughs> Doug? Yeah, yeah, you're on the air, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't realize we were talking about schoolyard, but we played one called uh, Hound and Hare. And where we would play, a uh, bunch of us would be hunters, and we'd have one person be the hare, and one fish be one person be the hound, and we would chase each other with shot, uh, not shotguns, 
Uh, BB guns? BB guns, BB guns. <laughs> All right, uh, you know what, Dubs? That sounds like something you would do in we the did. country. We would play. Uh, we would, we would play. Hound and uh, hair. That's hilarious. It was it was called one pump, and uh, it was war. But you'd just be able to pump the uh, the. Uh, BB gun once. All right, now look, I understand maybe you don't want to be playing these games. Things like tag and stuff at school. No, nah, one pump was fine. We had a game that got outlawed in middle school called BB, where uh, once you were sworn into this game, if you said a word that began with B, people could punch you until you said BB again. And it got so like wide stream and spread out that uh, people would be reading aloud in class, and they would come to a B word and say BB just so they wouldn't get. <laughs> oh, that was the same thing too. And, and you know, you're walking around high school, open chest, yeah, uh, cup check, cup check was, cup a check big, was a big thing with the baseball team. Ours was doorknob, doorknob, uh, where someone would fart. You see a doorknob, and you start beating the hell out of him, and he had to run and find a doorknob and yell. <laughs> And uh, grab onto it and yell safety. And if you were on the school bus on the way to a game, you oh, were you screwed. screwed. And but the only way to get out of it is when you fart. You have to say safety right yeah. away before someone says doorknob. When you fart? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that's when it happens. Whenever you fart, you yell doorknob at someone and uh, punch them and beat them until they find a doorknob. Even in the middle of like a lecture or a test, it would happen. And uh, you just see someone get up, yell doorknob, and beat the hell out of someone. Now, let me ask you, though. You listen, you, you hear these, though. We talk about this. Is this scarring stuff to kids? No, it's fun. Is, and, but, and, like, but is uh, it something like doorknob was just like a group of people who are all in on it? I kind of want to play doorknob here. I don't know why. I think it would be hilarious. You'd, you'd be getting it all the time. Yeah. And that doesn't count. You're, uh, why wouldn't this count? This is all we it, have is little actually, handles. It has to be a knob. So we'd be running everywhere looking for a knob. I think I still have the closest one out here. You'd have to go to the green room door or the other door. Renee in the three, two, one. What's up, Renee? Hi. Um, just want to let you guys know. Enjoy your show. I listen to it every evening on the way home from work. Thank you, sweetie. But um, how about slip and slides? Right. Anybody said anything about those? All right. Here's the thing. I love slip and slides. Now I don't remember ever being able to play those at school, but I have talked before about man, I love a slip and slide and mm -hmm. crocodile mile and all those. Uh, baseball camp. We used to practice different slides. On a slip and slide. Oh, you know, um, you know. Well, this is this would have been in our shock jock days. Shock jock. Since now we've moved away and we're doing the helmet of shame. Do you think it could maybe count as a helmet of shame if we played with the slip and slide, but instead of water, it was something else? Um, oh, I've done it before. Shocker! Wow, that's <laughs> unbelievable. I my, don't... my uh my little brother, who's about uh. About 10 or 12 years younger than me, he had a slip and slide set up at our place. So, you know, me and my friends would get all drunk during, uh, you know, at night, and we would go out there and use the slip and slide as a bathroom. All right, here's the thing. And uh, we wouldn't tell one of our friends. We'd be like, hey, man, let's go use a slip and slide. That sounds fun. And you'd go down it, you know, and right. you're laughing. of shame. Drunky owes us a helmet of shame. Mm -hmm. Helmet of shame. The the slip and slide's already yellow, so it's not like you're really going to know the difference. Mm -mm. <sighs> I don't know if that counts. Though. That's shameful. There's nothing more shameful than sliding through other people's waist, if you think about it. <laughs> Let's he, go. He could do it in the bear suit. Maybe make the bear suit smell better. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole bear suit reeks. Let's go to Alex in the 407. What's up, Alex? Yeah, I remember in... Uh... Elementary school, you know the little square scooters with the four wheels on the bottom? Mm-hmm. And you just, we would play that out on the basketball court. 
Every time we'd play it, we'd have to stop because someone would end up getting a scrape across their face and bleeding all over the place. <laughs> now, what would you do with the scooters, though? What What was the game? Oh, it'd, it'd just be something like, oh, you'd have a ball, you're trying to throw it through the uh, goal. But, you know, you end up just trying to hit each other off of them onto the concrete. Yeah, that's what, that's what it always... Uh, I remember, too, one of the big things. Once I made the mistake, the football team would play basketball in high school. And I like playing basketball, and I had a couple buddies in the football team, so I'd go play with them. Well, as it turns out, um, they would turn into football. They would turn into slam ball. So there were no such things as fouls. There was no such thing as traveling. Essentially, you're running with the basketball and trying to make a layup and not getting a knee blown out. And that was every day for about two months, uh, senior year of high school. Even... Uh... Up to our, uh, our uh, radio station in Lansing, we would still be playing some of these, like, uh, kind of schoolyard games. Remember, uh, we were playing, what, what was the game? It was uh, Frisbee, uh, Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, you'd, be, you'd be playing, like, uh, football, but with the Frisbee. And there would be teams of three. And <laughs> we were playing for the Kim Stewart Cup. <laughs> which was this girl who would give oral to anybody who was up at the uh, overnight shift. Yeah. She worked over at the... Uh, WVIC? Yeah, 94.1. <laughs> and there were so many times we'd walk into the other side of the building, and we'd just see her head <laughs> and some guy standing back. You know what I mean? And we're like, all right, we're going uh, to gave doodle. I think she gave like 85% of that uh, staff. I was, I was one of the only ones that she didn't. Not from a lack of, you know. I, yeah, me too. I just wasn't there at the right times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, you're so dirty. It's a hideout on Radio 104.1. Wrapped up Hour 1 on Tuna Tuesday. It's a hideout on Radio 104.1. We are talking about those childhood games. Just think about You just think about all the... Uh, the stuff you used to play, just to, it's the games that would be there mm-hmm. to toughen yourself up. You yeah. know what I mean? It was one way of you know being tough. It was another way of bonding. It was almost this primal thing that you turned into games. That I mean, it happens in every form of uh, you know, just like team. Like uh, when you are uh, in the army or something like that, they do uh, these kinds of things. Did girls uh, do all these, or is this a guy thing? I think girls do them too. Let's go to uh, Anita in the 407. What's up, Anita? Anita, are you there? Um, all right, we're going to have to punch her out. Uh, Al Ross says people still get antsy around Volkswagen Beetle, uh, Beetles because of what he called punch buggy. Yeah. We'd call it slug bug. Slug bug. That's what we call it, too. And there was one color where you didn't get hit. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a special thing where if there was one color where you saw it and you got an immunity for the next go-round. Just adding your own little uh, wrinkles to it. Let's go to Chunks real quick. Hey, hey Chunks. What's up, guys? How hey, you doing? Hey, Chunks, you're out there for uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters, right? Yeah, we are. We're at the uh, Colonial Lanes off uh, Primrose. Uh, and, um, yes, we've already had incidents, and we're about, like, halfway done. All right, what, uh, what happened, <laughs> or should we not speak about it on the radio? Uh, yeah, I don't think, you know, it's, it's not incidents. I, I'd say we have eccentric heretics. I, I love them. They're great. They came out. They helped me out. We're, you know, we're trying to raise money, but... We got kind of a competitive thing going early with um, with some of these sister stations. 
Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's supposed to be kind of a family thing and everything. But, <laughs> you know, they got on the mic, I guess, and like, yeah, we're going to whip uh, the hideout's butt. And, of course, we have Lester Big Hands. Oh, no. He starts using language. Probably not appropriate for little kids. All around. right, Jesus. And Matt, and Matt, of course, encouraging him. Uh. And the, they made the mistake of serving beer, so <laughs> some of the heretics have been going to see who hasn't showed up, and they've just been bowling for him, just throwing a ball down the lane. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's it's, uh, it, it's all good fun. No one seems to really be that upset. All right, good. But, but uh, I mean, it's it's nuts, and, and Matt. Taking an animal out of a cage. Hey, how, how's Team Hideout doing? We're doing well. We actually beat uh, Sister Station Magic by 175 pins. <laughs> nice. nice. So, yeah. and yeah, so I mean, they, they had the Dave and Leslie were out there, and really? we, uh, we whipped up on them. And of course, little kids running around. They they had some kids around them, and Lester went back. All right. Well, I don't want to hear about what Lester did anymore. I'm a little embarrassed. Did Matthew Wellman gutter ball it? No, no, Matt actually, well, here's the thing. Matt did horribly at first, and then I said stuff that would piss him off. Like I just, oh, his phone's killing stuff, me. And stuff like that. And he throws it down with his intensity. They measure his speed. He's throwing over 20 miles an hour a bowling ball and started to get strikes and spares. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I just I kept telling him, I was like, make fun. I was like, hey, man, all those people dumping water on you, steak and shake. Take the trash out. <laughs> and then, hey, just getting them hyped up for it. Yeah, and then, of course, he has to throw the racial thing into it. He's going to start shouting it. All right, very good. One more time if people want to go by and hang out with you. Where are you? Oh, we're at uh, Colonial Lake. <laughs> donate money to having a raffle and an auction. Wonderful chunks now. Are you coming back here later tonight? Uh, depending on when it gets out. Uh, I'm rushing over right now. We're finishing up. Um, we should be done in an hour or so. Uh, all right, chunks. Bring me a blue monster. Bye. Later. All right, see ya. There's... What an awful phone he has. Hey, did we ever figure out what the name of Tommy's game was? No, not yet. A couple of people eye me, and I think they may have gotten it right. All right, what was it then? Uh, I think it was called, like, Chicken Fight or something like what? that. No, Chicken was when you were on someone's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one was, like, a different one, though. It was it was similar. And then somebody else said it was Cliffhanger, which didn't ring a bell to me. Hmm. Um, let's go to Brad in the 863. What's up, Brad? What's up, Hyda? How you doing? Good, buddy. I got two games. Uh, we used to play Bloody Knuckles all the time. Bloody Knuckles oh, is huge, yeah. I, I never see that. And also Parachute. You ever play that? What was Parachute? Parachute when you like when you're at reset, you went on that tree and you would climb up the tree and then hang on one of the limbs and see if you could ride it all the way down or if it snapped halfway in between. <laughs> I had never heard of Parachute. Bloody Knuckles, Dubs. I've heard you talk about it a couple times before. Bloody Knuckles is where you... Uh, the one where you just put your two fists together, right, Brad? And then you yeah, right. uh, you run your hand, you uh, punch down on their knuckles, and whoever can break skin first. Oh, yeah. Some guys would punch forward at each other, and the other guys would like put their main knuckles out and slap down. Yeah, we'd we'd we'd, we'd slap down. That usually worked best for All us. Right, this is a guy thing. Uh, I can't see girls playing this now. Another thing we used to do: pencil break. Yeah. And pencil break could get dangerous. Yeah. Because eventually some guy figured out to bring in the very big, thick pencils that you get at the theme parks mm -hmm. and start breaking everybody else's pencils. Yeah, big zoo pencil. And then eventually it would end up you hitting, your ch hitting each other with the pencils because you're so mad at each other. Let's go to Murphy in the 321. Hey, fellas. Hey, buddy. I'm 30 years old and I still play that safety game <laughs> at work with uh, some coworkers. The doorknob game? Yeah, doorknob, safety doorknob, but check it out. Uh, we do a little thing where if you can't find a doorknob, 
you mentioned five, you have to say five breakfast cereals. <laughs> but it's really hard to do because you're getting pounded on. Trying to think, <laughs> trying to think of Rice Krispies and stuff. I, hey, I, I, I want to say I saw that in a movie not too long ago, too, where it was a variation of something very much like that. Can I, can I mention one more game that we used to play? I don't know if anyone mentioned it yet. Go ahead. They, all right, you take you make your hand into like an okay sign or a circle, and oh. you put, it be, put, put it below your your waistband. And if someone they, if they look at it and they can't stick their finger in the circle that you're making with your hand, mm -hmm. then you punch them. I yeah, you, we we used I, to play this over uh, at the edge too. Uh, me and Mojo. Well, dude, yeah, I, I remember we did that when we very first got here. Remember? Did we? Where you? If you looked at the circle below, we'd hit you. It was right when we first got here at. Uh, I think it was JFK. Real Radio. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't think it was here. I could have sworn we had played that before. Well, I, I, we played it for a little bit at JFK, and we played it for a long time over at the edge. Yeah, and you just, anybody, I thought it was a thing if you got someone to look below your waist. I remember playing it with Chunks out front, like before and after the show, and we'd always get them. I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. All right, Pinchy says, we used to play a game called Guess What's in the Bowl. Oh, wait, you play that every day with the toilet. <laughs> Thanks, Pinchy. Pinching the 440. Usually blood. Patriot in the 386. Come on. What's up, Patriot? Hey, guys. You know what? I uh, remember a game when I grew up in Wayne County, and it was called Chicken. And that's where we'd go on the monkey bars and uh, try and knock each other off. It was called uh, Chicken. All right, so that one, all right, let's give them the prices we asked, and that kind of confirms what you had gotten on the instant messenger over there, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, uh, chicken for us at our school was you get on someone else's shoulders, you take a smaller kid and put him on the bear kid's shoulder, and someone else does the same thing, and you're fighting up there. The top two people are fighting, and whoever knocks the uh, other person off first wins. Mm. I do remember that, too. All right, Alex PCS writes, Big Hands and Matt Albert. Wow, thanks for representing the minorities. You may as well just send out the G unit to that promotion. We're so proud. Let's go to uh, Mike in the 407. What's up, Mike? Oh, not much. Uh, we used to play a game in high school called Tag, Total Assassination Game. And we would turn around and take out slips of paper, and everybody that played would have each other's name. And we would go around shooting each other with dart guns in the middle of school. <laughs> I see. You're the reason why they're getting regular old tag uh, would, suspended. We would, would turn around and take the, the person's contract of the person that you had. They would have somebody else's name, and you would take their contract in and go after that person until there were only two people left trying to shoot each other. <laughs> At one point in time in my high school, we had 250 people playing. Wow. You know, and let me tell you something, too. Um, it's fantastic because, you know, when you're growing up and you start something, you start a movement, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden everybody gets behind it. Like, there was no prouder day when we're playing wall ball, and at first it was me and, like, four of my buddies. Then all of a sudden people would be getting to school early, mm -hmm. and we'd have 20, 25 people waiting to play wall ball. You know, like you sit here and you start this. I want to bring that farting game back. <laughs> doorknob? Yeah. yeah, we should do doorknob in here. You you fart more than anybody else. You're the biggest risk. All right, so I would fart, and then we got to run to the... Uh... Well, you would fart, and if uh, someone catches you farting, uh, they yell doorknob at you before you can yell safety. If you yell safety, no, uh, there's no punching going on. But if I yell doorknob before you are able to yell safety when you fart... I run after you, punching the hell out of you, until you get to a doorknob right. and yell safety. 
I love it. It's the hideout. Why the hell wouldn't we play that game? It's fun. I used to love it. Um. So, yeah, we need to bring that back. Just nice old bonding. You know, the way it was supposed to be. Hey, chance to win free beer next. Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Back in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. At the end of this segment, another chance to get qualified for the free beer from Miller Lite in the final score square challenge game of the week this week. Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Um, we were talking about these games we were playing as kids, and this will be the last segment we talk about it. Something dawned on me about it. I'm in Michigan playing doorknob. At probably the same time, Sea Lane over here is in Florida playing doorknob. How does something like doorknob become a nationwide thing yeah. without ever being on like TV? You know, you never saw doorknob on TV. You never read a movie. Nope. How does that thing spread? And especially so far, especially us as kids. Mm-hmm. You know, part of it too was, you know, there was no internet when we were children, uh-uh. so it's not like you're saying, "Hey, this is the game that you know you play right now." I've always maintained this, and uh, well, there, there are two things. First of all, people, uh, you, a lot of people are similar, mm-hmm. you know, more than they would like to admit. For example, you may always hear someone on the radio talking about, "Well, I invented this or I invented that." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But who's to say that someone across the country didn't look at a wall? Or something, and say, you know what? I have the ex- I have the exact same idea, and I'm going to execute the exact same thing. You know what? I, I think I think there was partly I think there was part of that. Mm-hmm. Whether that you know, there's someone probably with a very similar mindset to you, J Dubs, in Seattle, Washington, right now, that their thing is being gay. What? I mean, you know, that's not my thing. <laughs> and that's where they make their bread and butter with their humor. Just talk about how much they like it. I I've never talked about how much I like. Mm, I have tapes. I have tape. Oh, sh- shoot. <laughs> That's what you get for cutting me off. I know. <laughs> I think the other thing is, too, people move. You know, you grow up in one neighborhood playing it. You move to the new neighborhood. You'd be like, hey, I missed this game. I want, you know, we. hey, have you guys ever played this before? No, I never played that. Well, here it is. And then all of a sudden, it, Here's you know, the problem. It, and it spreads. Here's like, the problem. No one ever listens to the new kid. No one. When you move to town, no one's going to listen to the new kid's stupid doorknob game. Yeah, the new kid's not that cool. Yeah, the new kid's not that cool. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> I tell him to do that because every time C Lane says something, he just, yeah, good one. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. I'm C Lane. Yeah, because Jimmy Jam says when he was in, said he was in New Jersey and they played doorknob when they were a kid, too. That's crazy. There's no what reason it should be going on all over the country. So I think that is part of it. I think there are two things. A, like I said, some people just come up with the same idea because that's why some games are called something here and then, you know, something completely different, you know, another place, and there are little variations in it mm-hmm. depending on the region. That's and why then, every college has their different version of beer pong. That's why every college has their different version of beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other one is <laughs> so stupid, retarded. Yeah, it's actually maybe the funniest thing he's done. I know. And, but he'll do it too much, and it'll get old. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the, the other thing is, too, you know, quite possibly, you know, mm. same idea. Two different people, you know, who's to say 12 different people on different sides of the earth? You know what I mean? Let's go to Megan in the 386. What's up, Megan? Hey, um, well, first of all, I'm from Fairfax County, Virginia, and we played doorknob there, too. Wow. Yeah. And then second of all, um, where I went to elementary school, there was a wooded area behind our playground, and we used to play Catch the Flag back there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you would hide in the woods, and it was, like, a little bit harder because you had to find the people to cast, to um, tag them. Um, the problem was that the elementary school was behind a Catholic high school, so you'd be playing capture the flag, running around the woods, and you'd come across high school students in their Catholic school uniforms doing things that they probably should not be doing around little kids. Ah. Did you join in? I'm sorry? Did you join in? No, I was too young. I was definitely like second grade. Oh, you were too young. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Thank you, Dub. See, that's what I'm talking about. There's another guy right now, probably in Bakersfield, saying, you know what? Pedo humor. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Mia in the 407. What's up, Mia? I feel like you're attacking hey. me now. No. Oh. Um... Nobody called up and mentioned pistol fight or knuckle fight. Yeah, we talked about that, the uh, the, the uh, knuckles or the pencils. Yeah. Yeah, but the, very briefly. Let's go to Rambus in the 321. Rambus. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo. Hey, buddy. Hey, I just moved down here from Tennessee, and I want to say that you guys show freaking rocks. Thank you. Thank you. There's no uh, talk radio like that up there in Tennessee, if you know what I mean. No, I got you. Appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, I'm still 25 years old, and I'm still strong strong as ever at the doorknob game. <laughs> yes. Probably the best best game ever invented right there. Oh, but, yeah. uh, one game, uh, one game uh, and I don't know if you guys ever played this one or not, was it the pass-out game? Anybody? The uh, is that the one where you would just make your friends pass out by having yeah. them breathe real heavy and then guess, you squeeze them? Yeah, I don't guess it's really a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just an easy way of getting high when uh, you're a kid, basically. Uh, hey, let me tell yeah. them though. We do, in fact, we we're playing that in January. Um, we we're, we're going out to a live broadcast out in Melbourne. Tommy is very good at that, you know, making people pass out. And uh, Matt Albert as well. Hey, thank you for the kind words, buddy. We kept on making Matt pass, not Matt, but uh, chunks pass out. Again, do it again. I don't think you really got out that time. Here's what I want to do. Open door in two weeks, three weeks, because we're mm-hmm. not going to have an open door for a while, because this uh, Friday we broadcast live from Halloween Horror Nights. Next Friday is uh, Monsterween. Doorknob. During the open door. It's going to get rowdy in here. I love it. <laughs> Don't we have it on camera? It's going to look like Miami versus FIU. <laughs> You kidding? Does it does BO count? Stop. <laughs> Bianca in the three one three. Bianca? Go ahead, Bianca. Hi. Hello. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead, sweet. Hey, I'm just calling because I know Dopey. Oh, crazy. Yeah, uh, I guess our buddy Dopey was uh, listening up at his school in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right here and taller. Yeah, it said that there's this chick that really just wanted to call into the show. Did you have anything to add? I did not want to really call. He, like, called for me. Uh, uh, what's your accent? Mate, um, I'm from New Zealand. Uh, let, me ah. ta- let me talk to Dopey real fast. Dopey's, Wait, what? Let me talk to Dopey really quickly, sweetie. Uh, okay. All right, hold on a second. There's our buddy Dopey, one of the top heretics. Hello? Hey. Yo. Is she hot, dude? What? Is she hot? He's asking if you're hot. Is she? You want me to say that right in front of her? Yeah, dude, say it if she isn't. Be somebody. She's she's Black Albert's uh, wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so she's not. 
She's... No, that doesn't mean she's not hot. Um, Black Albert's hideous. Is she hot or not? Answer the question. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, <laughs> she's not. No, she is. Break her heart. Yes. You don't Scale her? one to ten. Yeah, give her a number. Uh, can I have a code? All right, sure. One is hideous. Ten. Oh, no, I'm sorry. One is great. Ten is hideous. Just reverse. Okay. A one. <laughs> <laughs> so that means she's hot. Yeah. Well, then why? What are you afraid? Then you don't do code in the opposite. Wait. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you? Don't be. Are you high? Are you high? No, no, I'm not high. I haven't done that in a long time. You're such a liar. So all you got to do is answer the question. Yeah. Is the New Zealand chick hot? Yes. What she look like? She look like anybody famous? Is she listening uh, on the stream? Yes. Not really. No? No. Grab her boob. No. Just do it. You puss. <laughs> Why? See, commit assault. All right, don't. <laughs> Just That's kidding. Illegal. I know, I know you would too. We, She's we were, not a citizen, is she? We were, count. Yeah, she couldn't sue. All right, Dobie, thank you. All right, no problem, man. Let it run. I think he was. I don't know if he was tongue tied or what, because the uh, I don't know if the chick was hot or not. She sounded hot. I like. Did it. she? I love a chick with an accent. You don't like accents sometimes, but she annoyed me. No, nah, well, that's because she didn't know what she was doing on the radio. Mm. But any chick with an accent, I think, is hot. Let's go to Ashley in the 407. What's up, Ashley? Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm from uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. and when I was a kid, we'd all on the block would just turn all the street lights off or break them, whatever, mm-hmm. and <laughs> take out a <laughs> Roman candles and play hide and go seek with them. All right, that's insane. We, we would play uh, Roman candle wars too, where we'd just be shooting at, at, at each other like they're guns. Right. And I don't know like, how many uh, like fireballs just whizzed by my face. All right, so you're in you're in Georgia, and yeah. you're, you're breaking the street lights. Well. I wouldn't, but you know, people it's too much light because then you know you couldn't see the you couldn't see people running. You didn't, you didn't want to see people running. No, I, no, I understand that, but here's the thing: we have to play games, so we're going to destroy public property to play the games. Exactly. Well, I mean, we're like eight and ten years old, I and mean, we didn't know better. No, I got you. I understand it. I just think it's a funny concept. All right, thank you, sweetie. Appreciate Step it. Up. A lot of chicks calling in on this. I didn't think chicks played this stuff. Oh, definitely. Garbo in the 407. Hey, yeah, I'm from up north, and they had a game called Crackabout. Which basically is is like dodgeball, but what it is is everyone every man by himself. What you do is you throw the red ball down real hard against the ground, shoot up in the air, and you either could run for it or grab it. And then it's like you know run away or just grab it. And it's kind of like a dodgeball where if you catch the ball, you're out, and if you hit the guy, he's out. I love I love the different ways. Now you think about it, Dubs. Maybe these things should be banned. Why? Because it's just all different ways to hurt yourself. Exactly. It's different ways of toughening yourself up. So you don't grow up to be a vag. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I so look at you. Well, you call me a puss? Hmm. Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> okay, I won't. Because I will. <laughs> Bob in the 419. It'll be the same. I spat all over What's again. Up, my friends? Hey What's there, up, bro? dude. I've been listening for a while, so now i got a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> First off, if kids don't beat the hell out of each other, they're going to beat the hell out of somebody else later. Cats! They're going to start number, slitting cats' throats. I got you. Number one. Number two, I, I Dubs, you should appreciate this. I, I grew up northwest Ohio, mm-hmm. southeast Michigan. My my hockey hazing was I got thrown off a 30-foot cliff. 
into a quarry. What? What? Like what? Wrist, wrists and ankles. Oh, God. Like one, two, three, four. I, and here's the, here's the thing. They were afraid of my mom. I had an older brother. My older brother did a, did a bunch of crazy stuff, and my mom came down on him hard. So all the guys that I played hockey with, I was a freshman. They were seniors. They were afraid of my mom because he or she punished punished my brother real hard. So she's like, they're like, we can't shave his head. So, so like, they throw you off a cliff. So they threw me off a cliff. I don't even understand it. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Sierra in the 407. Go ahead, Sierra. Oh, we got a break. Damn Oh, it. hey, nobody mentioned um, Ghost in the Graveyard. What's Ghost in the Graveyard? Um, it's pretty much hide-and-go-seek in the dark, but we used to play it a lot in a garage, like an empty garage. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, we used to play for there, like, for hours, and all the doors were closed, and just, like, breathing in fumes for, like, three hours. <laughs> Just another, another passed out, and then someone play hide the finger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, sweetie. It's the Hideout on Radio 104.1. What are you going for this Halloween? It's going to be a surprise. You know what I'm Me and my chick are uh, going coupled. Oh, are you? Yeah. You want me to say what it is? I think it would be funny, because I don't <laughs> think it's going to take away from the shock of it. Well, I'm going as a uh, businessman. Covered in blood and uh, different stuff, and she's going to be a Catholic scroll rape victim. Chuck Jock. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wow. got. She's gonna have blood dripping from. All right. Yeah. Where? Duct tape. Oh yeah, of course. Are you serious? Duct tape marks. That's gonna be. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Why not? And that's what you can be dressed as at Monster Wing. Yes. Chuck Jock. Mm-hmm. I just want to look at her like that. I think it would be hot. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> For some reason, Gazoo keeps repeating what Sealine says. Um. Safety. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do you think that, like, for children, costumes have gotten too sexy? Like, out of hand, where it's exposing too much? Well, I did go over to uh, one of the uh, local Halloween stores. I don't know what they're calling it. Um, but uh, I went over there, and I was looking through, and I was looking for, uh, one, a schoolgirl costume for uh, my girlfriend, and uh, me some kind of, you know, blood and that kind of stuff. So um, I'm looking, and I notice the schoolgirl costumes... But these are kids' ones, showing the midriff, showing, uh, like, upper thigh and all the stuff. And I, th- I thought for sure I was in the adult area, but it was these little girls on the uh, cover just dressed like that. Don't you think it's all right, though, for once a year for little girls to dress like whores? No. I think they dress right like they dress like whores. They do dress like whores all year. They have those uh, short shorts with, the, uh, with juicy across the back. Mm-hmm. Don't be creepy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about steak. Sorry. <laughs> They're just like steak to me. Uh, yum, yum. But you it, you think it is happening more and more? Yeah, without a doubt. Now, you, when we talk children, we're talking teenagers or like little, little kids. I'm talking probably... Because little kids, they go as, you know, princesses yeah. and things like that. I'm talking about probably as young as 12. Uh, that's pretty young. Mm-hmm. 
All right, the top ten children's costumes are uh, superhero, Star Wars, Spider-Man, Harry Potter, Batman, um, princess and fairy, Wonder Woman, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Superhero stuff. Wonder Woman is kind of a revealing type thing. Actually, yeah, you're right, it is. All right, for women this year, the big thing to do, uh, a fairy, a Disney character, Wizard of Oz, Star Wars, Vampiress, Nurse, something sexy. Where's Rape Victim? Superhero, Witch, Pirate, and Winch. No so, Rape Victim. Hmm? Yeah. So your chick is going to innovate as a Rape Victim this year. <laughs> You should just tell her when you like. You should go in a suit. You go in a suit. Uh, yeah. And say you're Chris Hansen after. Y'all didn't catch him. And just talk like this. Trick or treat. Um, for guys, pimp, Wizard of Oz, Elvis, Matrix, something horror, gothic, something funny, Star Wars, vampire, superhero, pirate. Pirate seems to be the big thing this year because yeah. of Pirates of the Caribbean. You and I are going to do this thing out at the Matador on the 28th, day after um, the uh, Monster Ween. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's called Enter the Matador, and basically it is it kind of takes it all you know the work out for you. It's a uh, karate theme. Mm-hmm. I need to find a gi. Tommy, do you still have yours? I think I could fit in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Where's the best place to get a gi? Uh, uh, just... All right. Uh, it was meant to be a joke. <laughs> Where'd you get your gi? I got it from the actual place that I was training at. How much do they usually cost? Mine was like, uh, I think it was like 80. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they run about 80. You can go get a Halloween one from a Halloween store. Do they have black ones? Yeah. I want a black one with a red belt. Okay. What do you want a red belt for? Because well, the Matador and the hideout, it looks like it would look good. Like it would look cool. And the red's the highest you can go, right? Red belt? Uh, Sure. That's me then. No, not really. I heard red is higher than black. No. Only in certain martial in, arts. In Asia. No. <laughs> in uh, Brazil, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, red is the highest. Then, only then that's like, me. I'm Brazilian. Only like 10 people in the world have that. Well, then that's me. I'll be 11 now. You think a red belt will be hard to find? No. What is it normally here in America? What does red belt mean? Uh, well, I mean, it depends what system you're doing. I'm doing all of them. <laughs> then it means all different things. It means you're the best ever. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. I'm going as the best. I'm be picking fights and everything. You should actually, you should probably go as a yellow belt. Why yellow? White. That, that's uh, above red. Mm. Actually, white is the biggest. You should go as white. I can't have a black gi and a white belt. Why not? Just look gay. Why don't you go as a sumo? <laughs> Why are you staring at me? <laughs> That hurts. Why? <laughs> so you want me in a diaper? Mm-hmm. There you are. With, yeah, there you are. You're, done. You're, you're kid touchers. Done, I'm gay. All right, boys, chill out. <laughs> Nightmare Dave. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Yo. Buddy. I, I was just hearing that. Hey, do you want a black one? I don't have a black one, but I do have a regular one that you can borrow if you like. I need a. I want a black one. I want. I want to get my. And then I may even take up the karate thing too. I do appreciate it though, but I really want a black gi for some reason. All right, I have a buddy. I have a buddy of mine. That I think may have an extra black one. Let me give it a buzz and I'll let you know. All right, fantastic. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate that. See if you got no a problem, red belt no too, because I'm training. <laughs> Why would the sumo attack? Why? You know I'm sensitive. Get past it. No. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about elementary school things? That's elementary school. That's my whole Come life. Come on, Yokozuna. It's unnecessary, to be honest. Not really funny, either. I know you're giggling over there, and everybody in the room's getting a laugh. Yuck, yucks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not nice, though. Um... All right, so anyway, so that's I think that's what I'm doing at Monster Wing, too. You can re... It's not like re-gifting. You can re-costume, correct? I think so. I think, so. I, I think if you're going to a different party, you can re-costume. You know, but if you uh, re-costume year to year the same party, that's cheesy. Hmm. Now, I think I'm going to do the Black Geek thing from now on. That may just be my Matador outfit, to be honest with you. Friday's for the uh, happy hour. Hey, what do you want for your birthday? I know I asked you yesterday, but it turns out I don't have as much money as I thought. I told you, I don't care. Crackers? <laughs> Crackers are fine. Really? Yeah. Tell I'm not me. as high maintenance as you. Can I borrow 60 cents <laughs> to get some peanut butter crackers from the vending machine? Why are you asking me for any? <laughs> I, I I actually do know what I'm getting you, so you should be all set and ready. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I know I'm getting dubs, too. What? It's uh, right here in my hands. Hey! <laughs> uh. I know oh, I want that. There's a loogie there. <laughs> it's a fight out on Radio 104.1. Tower 2 in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star-1041. Give a singular wireless phone. Uh, yeah, I think, actually, I think my, my chick said she may have uh, found a black E for me. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to that Matador party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be a blast. Yeah, I guess what we're going to do is we're going to hang out there, but we're going to watch it, like, as a group. Just all dressed up in these karate outfits. Uh, or just walk around downtown to different bars. And then eventually end, it, end the night over at the Matador. And actually tomorrow night we're going to be uh, hanging out with the guys from the Matador too. Yeah, we're going to go down there and hang out. And uh, uh, DJM Squared, who came up the other night to the open door, mm-hmm. he's also spinning at the AK Lounge right next oh, door. Oh, fun. So we'll go hang out with him as well. I was looking to, uh, I don't know, make some new friends. Get out a little bit. After getting out uh, over the weekend, I'm like, you know what, then maybe this is uh, something I should do a little bit more often. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not so me, I got tired. You have had this insane thing of sleeping. Oh, man, I've been falling asleep. I have Chunks narcolepsy right now. Chunks is like the only person I know that just falls asleep doing anything. He'll fall asleep sitting up. He'll fall asleep. Uh, when we drove down here from D.C., when we are moving down here, I drove with Chunks. Uh, I'm like, great, I have someone with me. I can split the time. Never got to uh, have him drive because he was sleeping the whole damn time. Yeah. But, uh, like, today, um, I didn't wake up till about 12, 31 o'clock. Um, I do a little prep. 
I, uh, you know, watch a little TV, listen to a little radio, and uh, I, my computer where I do my work is right next to my couch. So I'll just end up, you know, like uh, give my eyes a rest from the computer, and I'll go sit or lay on the couch, and I'll fall asleep for like an hour, hour and a half every time. I've had the same kind of thing, too, where I've just been... Uh... I can't stay awake. How many monsters are you up to a day? Uh, two or three. I would seriously, if I were you, cycle off just for the weekend. No, I can't. No, it's a matter of not. You can't. I mean, you can. I can't. And then the caffeine will just be that much stronger for you when you come back to it, like on Monday for the show. You just sleep all weekend. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm telling you, it'll help you immensely. Are right, you said you were listening to the radio today? Mm-hmm. What were you listening to? Uh, Ron and Fez. Our buddies, uh, I'm wearing the shirt right now, Ron and Fez XM202. Yes. You and I were uh, talking online at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you said, hey. Did you hear Gazoo call in to the Ron and Fez show? And I said, <laughs> no, tell me you're kidding. I said, nope. I looked at the, because I have direct TV, I looked at my TV and I said, holy lord. When I heard him. So, it was very, very uncomfortable. So our intern, the great Gazoo Manning, mm-hmm. called uh, National Satellite Radio Show, our buddy. All right, man, 5,000. Ron and Fez. Did he tell him about his wacky weekend? Gazoo's <laughs> wacky weekend. <laughs> what is that? What the hell is that? I don't know. I walked in on the recording it yesterday, and I go, what are you doing? As oh, just in case I ever want to talk about my weekend. Gazoo. Wacky weekend. And I go, how never, come never. <laughs> what is a weekend? Well, uh, listen, we talked over 45 minutes about it yesterday. Him dating a 40, uh, 44 year old woman. But there's never going to be a time where I'm like, hey, this has to happen every Monday. Gazoo's wacky weekend. This needs to be a staple in our show. Never. Did you bring in the pictures of the 44 year old woman you're having sex with? Uh, she's been sick all day. I haven't been able to oh, get see her. So she doesn't exist, and that was. No, all she all does. Long. She does. She's uh, sick, and now she's moving to. Niagara Falls, right? What's She's in the ICU. <laughs> What's in Niagara Falls? Uh, where everybody's gay girlfriends. Weekend. Oh, it's where fake girlfriends go. Yeah, it's where fake girlfriends go. I'm gay. Ha ha ha. Such an ass. So this is the phone call. <laughs> yes. Do I want to hear it? Because I wasn't listening at the time. I didn't, but I had to, so I think you have to too. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. It's horrible. Ron and Fez aren't going to mind us playing this, are they? No, no, not at all. Ron and Fez XM202. Fantastic show. Funniest show in America. All right, here we go. Uh, Chris, Chris, you're Ron and Fez. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? Oh, God. Wait, you haven't got to the uncomfortable part yet. No, it's already uncomfortable because I hear his voice. No, it, it gets worse. Gazoo says something that I think he thinks is going to get a laugh. Yeah, he, it's uh, just, uh, oh, it's, he brings the show to a halt. Ron has to kind of jump in to try to save the call. So it's every time he talks on this show, too. Mm-hmm. Unless he's impersonating Sea Lion. Uh, Chris, Chris, you're Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I was talking about the tipping thing. Um, I... You know, I'm a server down here in Florida, and uh, these old people, man, they, they just need to die. Yeah? Uh, there, are, <laughs> I, yeah. there are literally two seconds of uncomfortable douche chill. And then just replied with a, yeah? 
Where did you expect him to go with that? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, no, it's not going to start in reverse. The interns. Speaking of schoolyard silliness. Yeah, they just need to hurry up and die. That, that's uh, that's, that's uh, the only oh, way I can put it. A lot of hate for the elderly in Florida. Oh, unbelievable. What and part I, of Florida are you in? Uh, I'm uh, in New Smyrna Beach, right near Daytona. He's listening to you guys on the crow. Oh, thank you very much, bro. Yeah, and I'm an intern for the hideout, Oh, too. you son of a bitch. Hey, I did not know. Oh. I did not know it was Gazoo until he said, I'm an intern for the hideout, too. Oh. I'm like, what? You didn't recognize that awful, I was like, squealy I, voice? I was prepping at the same time. So I like had one ear you know, on the radio, you know, and the rest of me going at the uh, computer. So I just hear that buzzword. I'm like, oh, no. So you call a very funny show. Give a radio roadblock, and then decide, and then after the radio roadblock, there's a nice douche chill, and then you decide to drop. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I work for the hideout. I'm an intern. Just trying to save it. They they, they liked me a lot on the air. Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, Can you hear Fez laughing at him after that moment of silence? He's just kind of off the mic. Boy, oh boy, how the boys doing? Oh, the boys are doing great, great. They're uh, they're living up the life, man. They're oh, they? dudes. They're living up the life in what way? What are they up to? What's going on oh, so golden? Got, oh, they they got they got all these hot girlfriends and they they get all these free about? tickets and all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're just they're awesome dudes, guys. Oh, we got awesome. hot girls and free tickets. Awesome Look at us, guys. Look at us living the life. Hot girls, free tickets. It's good stuff. It's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for representing us so well. You don't speak for us. I would wish you don't speak at all. I wish you were a mute. This is this is so bad. This is so uncomfortably bad. Hmm. <laughs> guys are great dudes. Living Thank the you. life. With, and getting with, chicks and tickets. Yeah, chicks and tickets. <laughs> Ugh. Shut up, I know you're about to say something. I could hear you with your mouth moving like you're about to come up with some stupid line. God bless their hearts. God bless their hideout hearts. Yes, Peace. God bless them. Peace out. Why aren't they here with us, Fuzzy? I don't know what the problem is there. Uh, if I had to pick, I would think I'll have to. What? Problem or opportunity? That's the next big question. Is it a problem? Or is it an opportunity? Well, we love those boys, obviously. I just have to cut myself of this problem. What? <laughs> hmm. What's the problem? Nothing. Oh. I'm just thinking to myself. Okay. Wish you wouldn't think aloud, because I can't hear that. <sighs> Gazoo. Yeah. What's up? Did he have to just struggle to put his headphones on? Yes. That's what it... <sighs> I'm sorry. What's up? What's going on? You are to never... At least while you are representing this show, and by representing... If, if you do call somewhere... No, 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 hold on, real fast. And then you can say your piece. All right. As long as you're an intern for this show, you are to call no other radio shows. Unless they ask for Chris Kelly, Gazoo, Manning to call first. You were, even... to, you were to show up at no one else's events. You were to get here at 7.01... After the file is over, so that you don't run into Mr. Phillips. <laughs> I don't mind if he calls other shows 
just tell them you work for Lycus, <laughs> and I'll be happy. Just say, yeah, I'm an intern for Lycus. Represent him. Not us. But I thought I did a good job. No, you were awful. Just like every other time you're on this radio show, except you did it on a national level. Do you realize that, or did you did you hang up the phone? And think yes, to, I scored. Think to yourself, man, you know what? I did well. And the boys are going to love me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just doing my part to make the hideout known, so. I think they know us. SD's an ass. What do you do? Hefe's biggest problem is his right hand is so much bigger than the left, no one wants to hire him. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a freak show. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right, people are saying punish him. Can't. Well, maybe we can. How about he gets a nice XM tattoo <laughs> on the back of the neck? You don't realize you embarrassed this. You actually think you did good, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's the problem. Hmm. Okay. Kill them. Kill them all. That was, that's what was going to get the big laugh. We need to kill them all. I thought it was hilarious. I think we should kill the old people. And, uh, by the way, because I'm sure this ran through your head, do not call Ronfest tomorrow and apologize for your awful call from the day before, because I'm sure that already ran through your mind. <laughs> you know me, F.A. I hate you. <laughs> I hate him. I hate the kids so much. Why? It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping up hour two, Tuesday night, tune Tuesday, Row Radio 104.1. Uh, RowRadio.fm, HideoutHeretics.net, FullBlownAids.com. Very busy. Last two hours of the show tonight, so get in where you can fit in. 407 star-1041, and your singular wireless phone. Let's go to Mr. McKean in the 407. Oh, this is me? Yeah. yeah. First of all, I'd like to say, I have two things. First of all, I'd like to say that Gazoo's worse off than me, and I'm a fat abortion crack baby. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I'd like to say, Cut that bitch off! Next caller! That's wonderful. I always screen the phone calls, Gazoo. Good job. That was when you said to put up. Jason in the 407. What's up, Jason? Go ahead. Hey! You're on the air, buddy. Me? Yeah, yes. You. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, buddy. I'm on the air right now with El Jefe? Yes, you're on the air with all of us. My name's not Jason, though, dude. <sighs> Cut that bitch off! Next caller! Johnny in the 407. Yeah, I got a punishment for Gazoo. I agree with the tattoo, but put it backwards on his chest. Put Gazoo the intard because he's too damn dumb to be an intern. <laughs> intard. I, I, give I like intard. Give that man a prize. I'm not, Hold on. I'm not taking his prize information. Ah, uh, yes, you are. I'm not talking to him. <laughs> intard Gazoo. I like that. Tell Sealand to come in here. He's taking that. I'm not telling him to do anything. You shut the hell up and don't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, someone needs to get no. in here. No, turn your mic off okay. now. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Tell C-Lane to get in here. Like you are somebody. He is. He's an intard. 
He's not entarded. He just has a touch of high level autism. <laughs> Him and Tardon. Stop that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What? Be nice for two seconds. Christ Almighty. All right, Dubs. Next two hours. Crackspace.com. I have to tell you about that. The U.S. population going over 300 million. Oh, really? Very interesting. <sighs> I want to kill a kid. <laughs> now, because now I feel he's mocking me. Why is his mic turned up? Safety. Damn it. Safety. Mm. See, the problem is I know when I'm doing it, so I know what it is. Exactly, but sometimes you fart during a brain fart, and then that's when you get caught with a doorknob. All right. Not this go-around, J-Dubs. No? And we also have uh next qualification for the free beer, all right, from Miller Lights. So we'll do all that as we get caught up on the breaks. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. <laughs> Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, on your singular wireless phone. Game of the week this week, Pittsburgh at Atlanta in the hideout final score squared challenge. Details on realradio.fm. We already got two qualifiers so far. We'll get two more before the end of the night, including uh, ten minutes from now. Free beer from Miller Lite up uh, for grabs, so thank you to Miller Lite for that. Um... Dubs, what would you think is, to you, what's the, the stupidest thing you would say you have an addiction to? Something that seems like it's out of the norm. Of course, you can get addicted to cigarettes, uh, mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, I yeah. suppose. I would say my oddest addiction is uh, Lost. The show? Yeah. You Do you feel like you would get withdrawals if you missed part Yes. Of it? Oh, without a doubt. Do you go back and watch the previous seasons? Mm-hmm. I watch uh, all the previous seasons before the season starts. I'll watch uh, the uh, episode at least two times. I've I've gotten into that, too, where I watch it twice. Usually because I'll watch it once, and then my uh, chick will have to watch it later on in the DVR, mm-hmm. so I just happen to watch it again. But that's usually why. Tommy Bateman, your honest addiction? Wasting time. <laughs> what do you mean? I'll just tell bit there's stuff like I know I need to do, like, okay, I need to work out, I need to walk the dog, whatever, and I'm just like... You're, you're addicted just, to procrastinating. Yeah, it's just like, I'm, oh, I should probably check my email again for the fifth time in ten minutes. Uh, somebody could have emailed me something, and uh, even though I know no one did. I certainly have that one. Oh, wait, I better check MySpace one last time. I certainly can understand that. Uh, our bipolar Steve says that he, Pinchy, and SD are all addicted to those damn shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he said these damn shows. All right, which shows? Is he talking about... Ron and Fez, Owen a and us. Oh, nice. And if they were talking about something else, I'm still sticking with that. Right, that seems to make sense. It's a good addiction, though. I do know that, though. I've certainly been in that point where I cannot miss a, a single moment of something. Yeah, even when it is, a, you know, even when it is a radio show or a television show. They'd be like, "Damn it, what did I miss?" What? Cr- what? Cr- cr- Crusty in the four hundred seven. What's up, Crusty? 
Crusty, you there? What's going on with the phones? Time to kick the zoo off. Yeah. Get him out of there. You screwed him up too many times. No, you're gone. Beat it. Yeah, he says the, the yeah, run a fed zone ain't us. Um, that guy uh, wanted to say chapstick. He's addicted to, which I've seen people addicted to chapstick. My chick. Yeah. She's got about seventy of them lying around the house. And she always putting them on. Mm-hmm. Which I don't mind. I guess since I'm gonna kiss her. But yeah, chapstick is one that I've seen her a lot. I've seen people addicted to also, uh, and I think there might be an actual chemical addiction to this, but um, to uh, nasal spray. I've never heard having of that. to use it all the time. I had a math teacher, all time of the year, always uh, hitting his nose up with nasal spray. Um, K. Mike says he's addicted to forensic files on court TV and good good eats on the Food Network. Uh, yeah, SD says, I think Steve Bipolar Steve was right. You guys are a stupid addiction because it's stupid radio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand it, though. You think some people have an addiction to fear? What do you mean? Like they don't feel right if they don't, if, uh, if they're well, not think... worried about something? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There's people who, uh, have to be uh, either, uh, they have to have some kind of disease they're worried about. They're, like the hypochondriacs, I think that's uh, one of theirs. Gossip. We saw it when we talked to the people last week from that tabloid fantasy uh, fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why those, uh, those, uh, those magazines do so well. There's a lot of people addicted to the gossip. They need to know what's going on in other people's lives at all times. Well, they say now, and Tommy had actually brought this up before, one in eight people, one in eight U.S. residents have shown at least one sign of problematic Internet use, addiction to the Internet, where you could be as clinically ill as alcoholics, according to this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You get physically ill if you don't get on the Internet? Most disturbing was the discovery that some people hid their Internet surfing, went online to cure foul moods in ways that mirrors alcoholics using booze, according to a Stanford University of School... Uh, Stanford University School of Medicine uh, research. You know, I I enjoy having there net. I enjoy getting on there. I I find it very helpful and useful. But if I didn't have it, I'm not you know killing myself All over right, it. Let's ask right now. Mm-hmm. I like a little survey here. How many of our listeners at this very moment fit into the following? According to the preliminary research, the typical internet addict was a single, college educated white male in his 30s who spends approximately 30 hours a week of non-essential computer usage time. I don't do 30 hours a week. You don't realize. There are going to be times where you say you're working and you're online and you're prepping, or is that our way of saying, oh, this is everything we're looking at could possibly potentially be a subject or a topic? Well, at, at times, yeah, but there's times when I, I'm not going to talk about what I'm doing online i would think most i would think it'd be more in the 20s as opposed to the 30s age range you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because i'm with tommy i'll sit there sometimes and i'll just hit refresh on my work email and my myspace just thinking oh you know what the 90 sec past 90 seconds someone may have sent something over (laughs) it may have actually happened the dude in the 407 what's up the dude hey guys i'm addicted to masturbation i you know you say that but there are some people that genuinely believe 
if I don't spank one in the next, you know, two, three times a day, something horrible is going to go wrong, and I'm going to get backed up. I got to get the poison out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I usually do it once a day, but I don't think, uh, you know, I, I can skip days and not, you know. My chick brings up a good one. Role-playing, video games, EverQuest. Oh, there's a lot of people addicted to that. World of Warcraft, Madden, NBA Live. Any of these. The new Tiger Woods you may be getting for hey. your birthday. Maybe. Nice. Kelly in the 407. Hey, guys. What's How you doing? All Great right. show. Thank you. I actually didn't realize I was addicted to this until I realized I'm driving home right now. I've been pet sitting, and I forgot my tweezers, and I need to pluck my eyebrows. <laughs> All right. How many times a day are you plucking your eyebrows? Maybe once. I just constantly look for little stray ones, cause I, and I don't have them skinny little nasty ones that are overplugged, but I can't stand seeing girls where they have, they have gone like two weeks without plucking their eyebrows, and they got all these strays down there. Uh, you know what would be funny, too? I bet if you saw me, you'd go insane, and you'd be because uh, I have the worst eyebrows on earth, almost like Andy Rooney types. Oh, uh, man. I, but now, I wonder if that's an OCD or an addiction, or can they sometimes be the same thing? I think they can come, sometimes be the same thing. All right. All right, thank yeah. you. Appreciate thank, it. I didn't, hey, good show, guys. Thank you. I didn't know that sometimes plucking your eyebrows could turn into being some sort of a, an addiction. Yeah, a lot of those compulsive things, uh, you know, if you just start doing them and you get a normal routine, anything you can get into a routine of doing and you break that routine, you won't feel right. You'll feel off. I'm getting people saying, um, I would guess that not counting actual work, I probably spend more than 50 hours on the Internet mm -hmm. a week. And SD says 30, single, fit into that perfectly. Probably 30 of my probably 30 of my 40 hour work week is spent surfing the net. Are they hiring? No kidding. And the, and my bowler says fits all those except he's seeing someone right now. But even still, I think single means not married. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let's go to John in the 407. What's up, John? I'm completely addicted to the internet. I have about a hundred hours a week on the internet. And I'm 14. Now, see, it doesn't see, and, and you know what? That's where it's going to be a real problem. Now, John, I want you to take a, uh, a lesson from Robert Palmer and get addicted to something else. What is that? Love. But he's 14. I don't know if an addiction to love is exactly what he needs right now. Better than the internet. Everybody could be addicted to love. So your cure for people that have addictions to drugs is Robert Palmer. Not your own. I love the little dance Tommy's doing back there like he's one of those chicks. <laughs> if you pull his hair back, he kind of yeah, looks like it. Yeah, I know. That's why it was so odd seeing him do the dance. The ones that are fake playing in the background? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's fake? The ones that are fake playing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom Zoo. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I think occasionally I'll go through that thing of uh, video games, and I'll get the shakes, and I'll, you know, I'll have to knock that out. But some I've started to uh, squash that a little bit lately. I don't know what my new addiction is. 
I don't have an addiction to love. Should you need I? it. Yes. That's what I'm missing. Yes, you're missing a little Robert Palmer. You're going to have to face it. Let's go to Pam in 734. What's up, Pam? Pam, you there? Hey. What's up? Hey, I'm, I want to go on this whole addiction thing. Um, I don't really have anything myself, but my mom has this really weird addiction where she, like, gets tweezers when she gets nervous and, like, tries to pluck hairs from her chin. <laughs> oh. What the hell? What kind of beast gave birth to you? <laughs> Hey, I'm nothing like her. I'm like my papa. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I'm sure he's hairless. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sweetie. Thank you, Pam. Uh, in the 734, represent Ann Arbor. That's your cure, huh? Mm-hmm. Whenever you feel down, whenever you feel like you can't get over something, and play this song. An addiction to love can't be positive or good for you. Well, I hope it, I hope you don't turn out positive from it. Maybe you're loving the wrong kind of thing. Madass. What? Wild talk in the 813. I'm addicted to working out and eating right. <laughs> I've seen you before. No, you aren't. Here's what. Here's what's that. Uh, here's what Wild Hawk looks like. You've all seen it on the internet. Um. Star Wars kid with a beard? No. You know that little fat, chubby kid that has the lunchbox, that has the uh, the T-shirt that says, we'll blank for food or yeah, whatever? Uh, blank, I blank on the first date. Yeah. I beat anorexia. Yeah, it's it's just the same little fat, pudgy kid. Fatty pneumonia. That's for the comment earlier, Fez. I don't think uh, an addiction to love is something positive. How about an addiction to the wild hawk? I know he's your new best friend. No. Don't put that idea in his head. Oh, he is. Let's, no. Let's not go too far. I there. would have claimed him as my best friend, except you had to have him. Yo, yo, yo we're hitting the streets on the Tuna Tuesdays. The hideout. For those of you that don't know, Tuna Tuesdays, we send you out. We uh, have you spread the word of the hideout by turning on a radio, a public radio to Real Radio 104.1, little guerrilla marketing for the hideout. Let's go to Chunks. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Chunky, where you at, buddy? Uh, hey, hey, I just want to let you know all the old people should die. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, hey, I'm off on Maitland. I got kind of an unorthodox one. Like, this guy got in, like, a car accident or a car wreck or something near 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. So I pulled off, like, 50 yards behind him because, like, it's crawling traffic right now. And uh, the cops are a little bit up the ways, and I'm kind of just waving my shirt around <laughs> about uh, 25 yards or so from my car. I don't know if you can still hear it a yeah, little bit. I can hear it in the background, so everybody's just <laughs> stuck in traffic over there? Yeah, and there's a lot of people pulling in the 7-Eleven, so it's like a double score. The cops don't really seem to be that pissed off. No, of course not. They're big fans of the hideout. Good job, Chunks. We're seeing a few. You picking up a uh, blue monster for dubs? Yeah, what's another 7-Eleven? Hopefully this one has it. I can go in. Uh, it's green, and I know that would wreck his night. Yeah, keep on looking. So, yeah, we don't, get that. we don't need a producer. We just need someone to track down Blue Monster. Exactly. That's what producers do. Uh, uh, thank you, Chunk. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Turn to Tuesday in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Well, so, who's our qualifier? We got Mike in the 423. I don't know where that is. But Mike in the 423. Congratulations to Mike. Got qualified for that free beer from Miller Lite. And the final score square challenge. 
Um, let's see if we have four two three anywhere around here. Four two three, four two three. Yeah, it's not in Florida. So uh, congratulations in the four two three for that qualification. So we're talking about internet addictions. Mm-hmm. How's your chick doing being on MySpace? Ah, uh, she made me put her on her t- on my top eight now. Why? I don't know. She was like, "Don't you think I deserve BJ spot in your top eight? I'm like, "Fine, if you want it." Uh, she keeps know, on getting emails from Senior Hamburglar too. Uh, to be honest, she does not deserve uh, by curious BJ spot in your top eight. Why not? And you know why? You and BJ are essentially lovers. We're and not. And you've been lovers, your cousin slash friend, by Curious BJ, way longer than you've known your chick. We've never been lovers. How? Uh, when did y'all first meet? Um, when you were little babies yeah, sitting there? probably about three. Doing jackass stunts together? Mm-hmm. He's your Chris Pontius to your Steve-O. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see her a little, I see her post on there. I think I'm worthy of BJ's spot in your top eight. I helped you get your music. She's addicted, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Let me go to her page right now. Let's see what's going on there. How come I didn't show any of her friends? I don't know. How did she get that to happen? I don't know. She likes it, though, for some reason. Yeah, so you don't have to be in her top eight? Mm-hmm. Look at those gay pictures of you, too. What? Specifically of you. You're such a fruit. Why am I a fruit? <laughs> Stop with the whistle. Whose whistle is that? I don't know. I just found it in here. I've been doing football drills. <laughs> Take a shower. Come on, bring it in. Is that bring you back to the old days? Break down. Break down. All right. Stop. Because I hated that when I was in school. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, well, hop, hop, hop. Go back. Yeah, whenever you're doing uh, shuttle drills or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Well. Right, right, forward, forward, back, back, hit, hit. Oh, you're such an ass. Take it out. It's just going to bother us the rest of the show. <laughs> I, are you a germaphobe at all? No, not at all. So you don't mind? Mm-mm. I poop at work. How can we be a germaphobe if I poop at work? <laughs> can you pull that? I don't know why we would need it, <laughs> but just have it. All right, Tom, you just look so ashamed. Um. So anyway... You saw that now there is an urban answer. Urban being code word for black. Black. A black answer to uh, MySpace. And they're actually calling it crackspace.com. <laughs> um, it's going to have. It's set to launch November 1st. It will have unreleased content from Ludicrous. Diddy, who's that? P Diddy. P Diddy. He's just now. He city. He's just now Diddy. Mm-hmm. T I Lloyd Banks and more. Um, they're gonna have like YouTube video sharing and stuff like that, a whole music store. But I guess they say one of the things is that this will be more for the urban crowd. Now, have you ever heard of these? Had you ever heard of Black Planet or MiHente.com? Um, I've heard of Black Planet. I've never heard of Mijente. Those were essentially MySpace before MySpace. Mm-hmm. But just for black people and Latino. People, well, right? not just for, but majority were. Well, I mean, you it was Black of, Planet. Yeah, you had a lot of dirt stashes. Of course. In fact, I just thought about that. I wonder if, uh, 
I wonder what that's about. I wonder if Tom just directly ripped off Mihente and uh, Black Planet to start MySpace and it just caught on more because it was for white folks. Would, would that surprise you? No, not at all. I just would. I don't know. Well, when you when you uh, sectionize it and like direct it towards one group of people, it, it has a less of a chance of kind of branching out. So, what do you think about this whole separate but equal crackspace dot com? <laughs> I, I just wonder if it's going to be three fifths the speed of uh, MySpace. <laughs> Virtual segregation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be three fifths of sp- uh, the speed, but I guess users are going to get forty gigs in a mouse. It'll never happen. No. No, it won't happen. In the virtual world. I I, I think this uh, website has a better chance of sinking than swimming. Chuck Jock. What? Just because it's for black folks, huh? crack, crackspace.com, <laughs> in the urban crowd. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I know there have been complaints. Hmm. Because people are going to say that uh, Crackspace.com is taking bandwidth away from other more deserving sites just to satisfy a quota. Maybe true. I, all I know is I would not want this in my internet community. So you'd never <laughs> Take want, it somewhere else. You never want your daughter coming over to your house? <laughs> not with a Crackspace. No. But, Daddy, I love Crackspace. Why can't you just accept us? You're just trying to hurt me. Oh, uh, somehow I feel like that would be true with you. You know, like the uh, how you can find your classmates on uh, MySpace. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, find fathers on cracks. Oh, Jesus! What? Wow! What? Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> At least preface it with a Simmons wrote. <laughs> I guess the one thing about Crackspace.com, uh, the site runs faster. It has extra tags in its HTML. I'm sure. That's what I've always heard. Anti-Matt in the 407. Hey, when you block somebody on Crackspace, does it automatically cause a drive-by shooting somewhere? Uh, I don't know, but I did hear, though, on Crackspace, you know, the sexual op- options... Uh, straight gay or downloaded? Um, not necessarily download, but downloaded. I think it's going to be a hit. I want to be. I want Gazoo to have a, a profile at Crackspace.com. All right, Simmons writes over. I wouldn't go to the site because it has a sickle cell virus. Jesus. Yet somehow, Simmons. yeah, somehow it's still not acceptable, even though it's coming from him. <laughs> John in three, two, one. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, um, I was just listening to your conversation about this crack space coming around. Mm-hmm. What's next? Are they going to are they going to suddenly do like a host space? Are they going to do teen space? Are they going to do you know old folks space? Uh, you know? I would. I'd love to see a geriatric space, <laughs> wrinkle space, depend space, whatever they want to call it, and that's where the old folks can get together to do their thing. Brad in the four hundred seven. What's up, Brad? Hey, guys, I think they should have a link to that called areyoumydaddy.com. <laughs> oh, basically taking off what Simmons wrote earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess Simmons also writes, there's going to be a Maury Povich section for future and past guests. <laughs> the eyes. 
Look at the eyes. I'm a prince. He's going to wear my crown. Is there anything more shameful than the Maury Povich show? <laughs> I love it. Do we have any Maury minutes sitting over there? What is this that he writes? White gold, a section for skinny black guys who want fight fat white chicks. Go with a, go with a, a, a Maury Minute real quick. Stereotypes do exist. It's the Maury Minute. Now, this is Simone, everybody. And in the past, Simone has given paternity tests to seven different men. All who have been not to be the father of her son, Louis. Simone's back today. And we have given an eighth man named Joe a paternity test. You're the slut. You're the slut. You're the slut. You met him in the neighborhood, right? You kind of knew yes, him in the Yes, I knew him in the neighborhood. He installed windows. Right. When I needed my windows done. Right. We kicked it after that. Went on a couple of dates. Wound up sleeping together. I'm Joe. And I'm here with my wife, Geraldine. I'm the eighth man to be tested for Simone's son. I'm just a window installer. Now she's trying to ruin my marriage by bringing her son on me. Simone, you better leave me and my husband alone. Mary, she don't know me. She doesn't know you. She, she don't know nothing about me. She just better concentrate on taking care of her husband. She don't know nothing about me or what right, I do. Don't know me. When it comes to two-year-old Lewis, Joe, you are not. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's what I know it. I know it. I know it. He wasn't the fuck, okay? He wasn't. That was the Maury Minute. Oh, Maury. What a stupid bitch. You loved that show. How come oh. you don't watch it anymore? I don't know. I'm just not up that early. Now that you have the DVR, you should record it every day, and depending on the episode. I will. I may actually start doing that, too. I forgot about the Maury Minute. Let's go back to this crack space. Let's go to John in 386. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, I bought a lot of Internet space out there. I just want to know if uh, CrackSpace is going to bring down the value of my... Uh... <laughs> yeah, see? And that's what you worry about. Wild Hawk in the 813. Uh, yeah, don't look me up as the Wild Hawk on CrackSpace because that's my slave screen name. I'll be known as XX Mufasa 69. All right. <laughs> All right. A couple of people have thrown this one out. Um, when Crackspace has a server problem, we have to throw the site off the boat. <laughs> and K Mike wants to know is there a seven day waiting period for getting a new account? This is. The, I don't. In all honesty, though, mm -hmm. do you think it's smart to do one of these kind of niche things, you know, where it's just. Why would you call it crack space? What? What? And I, it shocks me. Crack space. With that being the name, uh, people are getting behind it, like uh, Ludacris, Diddy, and all these people. You know, it, it would seem like they want. They would try to get behind something a little bit more positive. Yeah. Instead of running with the Pookie stereotype from New Jack City. Demand in the eight thirteen. Hey, yeah, listen, you know, if, like, heretics have, you know, find it necessary to launch some attacks on the attacks on the crack space pages, hmm? is that going to be considered a hate crime? Actually, I bet. Probably. Pro yeah, Most knowing, likely. Knowing the heretics, yes. <laughs> Even if it's Big Hands or Simmons. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041-STAR-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I don't think there's a need for it. 
What? Especially when there's already a black planet and stuff like that out there. I wouldn't see why you need something like that. It's just divisive. Now, I know you're behind this whole idea of separate but equal. Mm Mm-hmm. And you'd like to see it happen in schools, neighborhoods, and the NBA. Well, there's no way the NBA would be equal. I think it could be. One, there would be nothing but long range. Uh, K-Mike says, I heard... That the CIA secretly started crack space to get all the little black kids addicted to the net. <laughs> Steve on the 407. Yeah, I just want to know if you uh, chat online on crack space, do you have to do it in eubonics? Eubonics. I think it's ebonics. <laughs> eubonics. <laughs> um, all right. Bottle Caps brings up a good point. Have Gazoo put up something on crack space. So he can launch his rap career. Make him cut some songs and put him, yes. put him up on Crack Space and see what happens. Let's go to Rodney in the 386. Rodney, go. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Rodney. And on the first of the fi- How come I can only log in on the first of the 15th? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you don't know Rodney. You don't know who he is. You don't know what Stop he does. That. That's uncomfortable. You don't need to do that. That's not. You stick with Louis Anderson. I poop at work. <laughs> don't you? I told you this randomly at work. I don't know why. You don't know me. Doesn't work I'm like that. I get raped. Uh, take a break and come back. Crack space. I think unnecessary. I understand you want to get out there and you know do your thing. But, uh. Actually, Simmons writes over they bred crackspace.com from Google and Friendster to make it a better, stronger, faster website. <laughs> what an ass. <laughs> Radio 104.1. It's hour three in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1, realradio.fm. Hideoutheretics.net, fullblownage.com. Check out uh, fullblownaids.com to hear the incredibly uncomfortable phone call that the great Gazoo Manning made to our radio friends, Ron and Fez. <sighs> so uncomfortable. That kid is just embarrassing us. Um, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. I, uh... All right, K-Mike, I'm not saying that one. What? Dude, I'm logging on to crackspace.com to add you to my top eight ball. <laughs> Sam in the 321. It's called a crack space, so you can't really veer away from that joke. Yeah, that's true. Sam in the 321. Yeah, you know, I wanted to use that crack space website, but uh, the pop-up advertisements are all, you know, Schlitz, Mock Liquor, KFC. All I can't right. Get- Jesus. That was over the top. Yeah. Talk about over the top. The claw in the 321. I mean, the 352. What's up, guys? What's up? Hey, claw. Hey, well, I just heard the crack space sold for a fucking extra crispy. All and, uh... right. I know. Thump out of those. There's no need of.
right, L. Ross has already set up a uh, page. It, wow, it is essentially MySpace. Is it? Yeah. It's. It looks like it's the exact same thing. They didn't change anything. I wonder if you can, if they could like sue as part of that, or if anybody has a patent on that thing. Because I guess. Um, I don't know because there's a lot of uh, different uh, sites who do MySpace layouts and everything, and I would imagine that MySpace, if they were able to sue over people making the layout pages. They would, but they probably don't own the layout. And you said they took it from other websites. Yeah. They're kind of going off the whole, you know, YouTube, um, MySpace thing. Uh, 407-916-1041, Where's Gazoo? Uh, he is in the back with uh, Tommy and the rest of the crew. Are they working on something? No, I don't think so. Why? I was just wondering when he was going to finally get us that picture of his alleged new girlfriend. And if that was ever going to happen. Are you ever going to get us a picture of your new girlfriend, Gazoo? That you talked about last night? He says that she's sick. And I don't believe it. I just wonder if... Hey, there's Chunks. Hey, how'd the bowling go out there? How'd it happen? You guys are out there for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. How'd it go? It went pretty well. They were really happy. It was a big turnout. We had the most eccentric crowd, needless of course. to say. Oh, the heretics? No. Yeah. So it was good, and they were buying raffle tickets and stuff, and people were coming up and donating. And I, I didn't realize they also had, which was probably a mistake, free beer, as well as pizza. Yes, they give you, like, three vouchers, and each voucher is worth one pitcher of beer. Oh, God. Yeah, so at one that pitcher. point... Yeah, so at that point, I'm like, oh... It's going to get surly in here. Yeah, but it, it was all in good fun. Nobody seemed to mind, and uh, there was a young lady next to us who kept faulting and kept going into the lane like halfway through, because I guess her team left, and she decided to bowl for all five team members by herself. And uh, other than that, not Hefe, <laughs> not Hefe showed up late, but uh, little Rodna was out there to uh, take over for him, thank God. And since he came late and couldn't bowl, he got to tell me all of his awful jokes. Like, I'd say, Jesus. And he'd go, yes. Uh, and I'd say... Big Lebowski. Yeah, and I'd say, yeah, I saw Big Lebowski. He goes, what? They said that in Big Lebowski? He's like, oh. Like, somehow he thought of that? Yeah. Oh. And, of course... Everyone kept telling him because they asked for shirt sizes because they gave out shirts. <laughs> he asked for a medium. And he, he tells me yesterday, shirt, shirt bastard. I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a medium. So I write down XL on, on the sheet. And he did not say he'll take a medium. Yeah, when I asked, he's like, yeah, like a medium to large. So I write down XL on the sheet. But he proceeds to go search out. He's one of these guys medium. who is a double X body squeezing into a medium shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he really does wear a medium. You can see his big belly button through his shirt. I think. And, of course, Lester kept remarking to him, you know, the jokes. Shirt's trying to throw you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't you bowl? Did you get stuck up in your shirt? You know, stuff like that. So it was a pretty good time. It was a lot of fun. It was packed. A lot of money raised for the Big Brothers Big Yeah, Sisters. they said it was a full house, so there's a lot more people that showed up than expected. But obviously you can still donate. The link should still be up on realradio.fm if you want to put more money. Keyword uh, big. big. Keyword yeah. big. All right, very good. Let's go to Andy in the 386. What's up, Andy? Hey, I used to listen to you guys like 10 years ago out of 
Battle Creek, Michigan, when you were up in Lansing. You guys are growing up. I'm down here for bike week, and you guys are unbelievable. Oh, thank you. Well, it wasn't ten years ago. It was more it was like six. about five or six years ago at uh, Lansing's Rock Station, Q106. Uh, in fact, we're going to... Q106. Get... I used to watch it all every morning getting dressed to go to Battle Creek Lakeview You're so to go drunk. to school. No, I got you. Hey, thank you, <laughs> thank man. Thank you very we much. appreciate the kind of work. I want to get our buddy Shafee on the phone in a second. He's got a couple of stories about going to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> He's out in Kalamazoo. They're actually very funny. Um, before we do that, though, do you feel safe here in Florida? Sure. Why wouldn't I? Really? I don't. You don't feel safe while like I'm driving or like getting shot or robbed. Just overall, do you feel nope. safe? I feel 100% safe. Nope. Felt better walking through DC alone at Are night. Are you kidding me? Nope. Yeah, well, you gotta look at where we live, though. You guys don't live in the hood. I, I know. And well, yeah. they, they don't live in the hood, but they live in a very odd place. I like their you... their whole apartment complex is full of like freaks and degenerates. Uh, you know, your place, ironically enough, reminds us of that place where our, our freaker used to live, our mm-hmm. buddy up in Michigan, who was schizophrenic. They actually just passed out a note saying, the, the leasing office saying, we've received some complaints lately. There's been a couple of major items stolen, one being bikes, second being cars. So it's just kind of this bikes, and then underneath it says, please do not steal these items. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not even really worried. I'm more worried about, like, uh, like people coming at me with, like, a knife or a gun or something. Actually, C-Lane, I think he said one of his friends got shot for no reason. Yeah, like a couple weekends ago, my friend was uh, going to his car. In, uh, Where was he at? He was downtown Orlando in a parking garage at uh, the SunTrust Bank, or the SunTrust Building, and four uh, black gentlemen came Why up. Why does the race matter? Race doesn't matter. They sure it does. I, I want to know what these people look like. They looked black. <laughs> and uh, they asked my friend and his boy for liquor, and when they said they didn't have any, they started to mug them and ended up shooting one of them. Are you kidding? Was it in the news? Uh, I heard it really wasn't in the news. I, That's I, odd. I, I, it's odd. Are, are you making it up or no? No, I'm definitely not making that up. Is your buddy still in the hospital? I know, like, because Lane told me about it. His friend was still in the hospital, and he didn't know. He thought he was going to be okay, but he didn't. Did you get an update? Well, I haven't gotten any updates lately. The last I heard was, uh, you know, he was going to be all right. He got shot in the stomach, and uh, he, you know, missed out on any kind of... You know, getting paralyzed or anything, he he actually lucked out. I want to take a break, come back, and share a couple stories with you. Number one, how many percentage points up the murder rate is here in Florida? Do you have a guess, Stubbs? Um, percentage points, I'll say 5%. Way higher. I have a guess. I have no idea, though. All right. I'm going to say 33%. I'll tell you next. Up since when? This year, the murder rate for this year, hmm. how much further up it is. I'll tell you next in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Wrapping up Hour 3 in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Do you feel safe in Florida or here in Orlando? Murder rate up. 27%. Yeah? Oh, it's close. 27% the murder rate is up. Jeez. And they say especially uh, uh, it's th- through the first half of the year compared to last year. Oh, all of last year. 
All right, twenty-seven percent over. No, 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 like the for the first six months. Okay. So was, I believe in Florida. Let me see here. It was like uh, four hundred and eight murders last year through the end of June. Five hundred eighteen this year. So a nice twenty-seven uh twenty-seven percent bump in the murder rate. And of course, here in Florida, we shattered the record already. The old record was 36 for an entire year in 1982. Right now, we're at 41. I feel like we should give a round of applause. No, please. <laughs> I just can't wait till uh, Murder 104 when we can, uh, you know, take the the first caller. Oh, yeah. When it hits 104 and uh, give him a nice prize. Yeah. See, <laughs> Lane, you got an update on your buddy who got shot downtown? Yeah, I called uh, the guy that got shot. His name's Greg, and he plays with uh, Stedding and I sometimes. Yeah. And um, I called Stedding. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I called Static. He's out of the hospital, but they haven't found anybody yet, so he's going to have to like look at police lineups and stuff. And... All right, so he got shot in the stomach and survived? Right. They talk about how bad it hurt? Uh, I would no. imagine shock would set in and it wouldn't hurt at all. Yeah. I think you'd be writhing around and praying. I, I don't know. How I do think you'd be scared more than anything. How do you not die from a gunshot in the stomach? Dude, I would pass out. Now, you, you told me the story about it. He, uh... They were uh, jumping a couple of your friends, so he decided to run to the, the car well, and grab a drumstick <laughs> or some kind of thing to hit the guys with. His yeah, the other his other friend decided to run uh, to the car to get some drum equipment to try and use as a weapon to uh, beat the guys off with. No, so they could actually say it was self defense because well, he was coming at them with a drum kit. Well, he hadn't gotten there yet. <sighs> Beat you like a bass drum. Oh my god! Was he, so he's gonna be all right though. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's yeah, he's recovering. Dubs, let me ask you: Do you feel like we're in one of those kind of cyclical periods where, like, everything kind of seems bad right now? Kind of like the early '80s almost. Yeah, because I mean, the last time you know Orlando had this many murders was in 1982. Well, I mean, you, you, like, you watch any, any movies, and they uh, they'll show like New York and everything, and it was a dump, you know. Yeah, and I got yeah, just all these murders going on and everything. Like RoboCop. Yeah, Detroit. Actually, Detroit's gotten better since the 80s, even though it's still a hole. And I think it's going back down the tubes again because all the factories are closing, and no one's gonna have any money. Right, and there're gonna be no jobs. Yeah. It just kind of seems like we're in one of those one of those cycles just right now. With a mur- why do you think all these ha- murders are happening here in Central Florida? What's well, going I, on? I think basically um, it's going to turn back around really soon. Yeah. Because um, it, it goes in cycles. Because I think uh, the parents of a generation learn from the previous generation, and they make everything a little bit better. And that next generation kind of takes it for granted. And then uh, turns everything back to crap. So it's an endless cycle, generation after generation. Okay, I kind of see what you're saying. You know, another thing crazy I noticed, too, is when I went to Europe, the, there would be a murder, and it would be the main story. That would be like your congressman touching your little boy. That's what it would be over there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it would just be full coverage in here. I mean, you said there's already 515. Can you remember hearing a major report about more than three or four of them? Uh, no, not particularly. I mean, look at this. They gloss over them so quickly on the news. Well, you got there are a whole bunch of stories you got to try to fit in. Like, I'm going to just go real fast the front page on Local 6. All right. All right. Uh, police, dad videotaped sex with baby. 
Murder rate up 27% in Florida. Hold on. Go back to the other one. Why haven't we touched that yet? I'd rather not. Because. uh, Family on Turnpike shot multiple times. Sheriff hit by own vehicle. Another bus. UCF student stabbed to death. That's the front page right now. Just the local stories that's going on here. Let's go to 808 and the 321. I'm confused. Hey, buddy. So um, a little little off of the whole local crime subject, but feeling safe in Florida. Do you realize that um, in Tampa, there is the Central Command for the Middle East. In Orlando, there is the facility that programs all the targeting uh, software for Tomahawk cruise missiles. And in Coco, there is the air base that defends the entire southeastern United States. Thanks for spilling all of our secrets. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah, like it's not in the paper. Right. Well, most people don't read the paper like us. <laughs> so now you got us frightened. Now, I understand what you're saying, too, though, just about, you know. There, there's actual uh, target, like, targets. Like the I-4 the I corridor is no joke in terms of uh, target-rich environment. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. And like when we were back in Lansing when all the uh, anthrax stuff was going on, like, the uh, the uh, place with the most anthrax was probably two miles away from our radio station because they had an anthrax uh, vaccine. Like vaccine, and they had Anto. to have anthrax there to uh, to distribute it and make it. So there is like the largest amount of anthrax in the U.S. about two miles away from where we were. <laughs> Soft the hideout documentary filmmaker says escape from Motown. I don't know if it's that bad, <laughs> although you know the murder rate. And Ashley Parker Angel did it. Why can't we? Four is just for me. Four seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. The Wild Hawk and eight thirteen. Uh, hey guys, what's up? Hey buddy. Uh, I had a couple friends actually got shot earlier this year. Who's that? Um. Uh, well, we were actually stealing a car, trying to get away from the cops. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. We just robbed a diamond exchange. Uh, my friend's name, Mr. Orange. <laughs> they called me Mr. White. <laughs> Beat it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Reservoir Dogs. So, Dubs, I rewatched The Office. That was based on his life? From last week. From last week. you got to watch that, dude. You gotta watch that show. I want you to go find it on NBC.com or iTunes in that specific last episode where they ran that gimmick. Where they're just saying different movie stuff happened to them. Yeah. And they're grieving one of a million dollar baby, another one, uh, The Lion King, and then the last one, Weekend at Bernie's. It's so funny. I almost recorded it just to bring in for you. Alright, uh, Matt Albert says that they used to make the weaponized anthrax at Fort Detrick in Frederick, Maryland. So many infected monkeys buried in that field next oh, to the highway. Don't be racist. That's yeah. not what he meant. Jeez. He meant the hot zone. Did he? Yes, he actually <laughs> did. He, I, I'm going to think he did. It's Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. I wish I know how to preach you. I wish I know how to preach you. I wish I know how to preach you. Back in the hideout. Hour four. 407-916-1041, Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, 
Anti-Matt says, I remember when my cousin Richie died in a plane crash. Tragic. He was a hell of a singer. Uh, at the end of this segment, a chance for you to win some uh, booze, some uh, free Miller Lite with the Hideout Final Score Square Challenge. Dubs, you and I have a very good radio friend. Mm-hmm. He's a buddy of ours. We used to work with him up in Michigan. Um, according to Wikipedia.com, you and I hosted the Skank Shift. He was our intern. <laughs> that pisses him off so much, even though we have no control over it. Uh, it's our buddy Shafey, Shafey.com. He's in our uh, top eight on MySpace. What's up, Shafey? Shafey, you there? What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Why in the world would anybody buy Mint Skull anymore when Timberwolf's putting out a similar product for half the price? I don't know. What is that? I have no idea. Hey, I wanted to ask you about your trip to Vegas. I'm die with head cancer, but I'll have a lot of money in the bank. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Hey, I wanted to ask you, or uh, I wanted you to tell Dubs about your trip to Vegas, yeah, and you and your uh, brother hooking up with uh, some chicks in uh, Texas. What happened? Hefe comes from the land of sluts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Grand you... Prairie, Texas. Picked up a couple of whores. <laughs> How old were they? Uh... How old were they? Huh? How, How old, old were they? they? They were uh, twenty. I think twenty-six and twenty-nine. Wow, you might know them. I you may... might know them. Yeah, oh, I, know. I, I may actually know. All right, so what happens? Because you're in Vegas for what? For your other brother's birthday. So what goes down? No a wedding, not a birthday. Yeah, a sorry, wedding. wedding. But, uh... Well, I was cleaning up at the casino, and everybody must have known it because everybody was attracted to me. They started coming around, and uh, they want to stand behind my shoulders and stuff while I'm trying to play. Mm-hmm. And these chicks were pretty drunk, and the one of them was pretty hot, a nice tan-looking blonde, typical, probably like a um, like a seven in Texas, but I'm from Michigan, so she's probably a nine. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she, wanted, she said she was engaged, and her fiancé was passed out sleeping in their hotel room, but she wanted to hook her friend up with uh, somebody. Was so f- we brought him back to the uh, <laughs> hotel room, and the one, the married one, like, had an extreme shift in emotion over and over and over again. First of all, she came in. She was acting all like uh, adult and professional and everything. I'm just, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm hooking my uh, friend up here and that. Five minutes after coming into our room, she's the one naked in the hot tub. <laughs> all right, and that's laughing the... at her fiance's upstairs sleeping. All right, so she was just turning out to be a complete hooker, but then kept switching around, yeah. like getting like the guilt trip or what? Well, well, I was just sitting there enjoying the ride, and she started, like, bawling, crying out of nowhere. It was, like, the extreme shift in emotion. She went from, like, girls gone wild to, like, uh, bawling her eyes out. Like Dr. Phil. Like blew yeah. her kitten's head off right in front of her. All right, so what About ends- how uh, I'm a whore, I'm a slut. How could I allow myself to do something like this? Because my brother and I are just sitting back laughing, watching it. You know what what I mean? was the, what was her friend's and, uh, reaction to it? Then she snapped right into slut mode. It was great. <laughs> what was her free, her friend's reaction to the uh, to the bipolar uh, sexual shift changes? And her friend was like a zombie. She was just sitting there, not really doing much of anything. I got bored with her real quick, but uh, you... my brother took the the party girl into the bathroom. And I wouldn't marry that whore now. <laughs> what, what happened? Uh, I think he, I told him you came pretty close to committing adultery. Well, what did but he do? In my belief, the only thing that would be adultery would be vaginal intercourse. Yes. What, well, what, what, what did happen? 
I don't know if I should discuss what my brother did. I wasn't there. Come on. But, um, I think she went downstairs a little bit, just a little bit. There's no problem with that when the fiancé passed out in another room. And I know you told me you were very proud because uh, your brother didn't commit adultery. Otherwise, yes, he, he would. <laughs> Otherwise, he would. Just no, because I he told him, I, I don't, I don't support adultery. I'm a religious man. <laughs> yeah, but he got oral from a from a married chick, and that's okay. She's not married yet. She's engaged. She was getting married like later that week or something. I don't pay attention to details. <laughs> That's our buddy Shafee. It surprised the hell out of me, though, to be honest with you. Our buddy, now, now Shafee. She just basically, you know, she was like very classy and respectable, and as soon as she got in that hot tub, she got naked. Now, Shafee, I heard... Nobody took her clothes off. She did it. Shafee, I heard... And, no... uh, Shafee, she started, like, prancing around doing, like, cheerleader moves and stuff. Shafee. I'm just sitting there thinking this is great, but the only thing that sucks is I gotta be on an airplane in three hours. Shafee. You there? What? Um by the way, this is yeah, our I'm here. this is our radio buddy Shafee here in the hideout. I didn't know radio if you could hear me. One oh four point one. I think he's Why on is his... this so entertaining? That's what I can't. Well, hear. I, I heard another entertaining what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and on the hideout too. Um I heard another entertaining story about you and Taco Bell. Uh, we're not talking about that, though. Why not? Come on. We're Dude. not talking about that for at least seven years. <laughs> Dude, you have. we don't have to say where it is. You're not going to get in trouble. You we'll we'll say it happened in Utah. I'm not going to get in trouble. If somebody finds out about it, I'm going to be in a ton of trouble. No. This happened in Utah. Destruction yeah. of property. Just tell the story Public real insanity. Tell the story real Big fast. Slapping a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> All right. Well, you already told the story, then I'm going to tell the story then. That's hearsay. You can say whatever you want. All right. Well, then you just stay there and I'll tell. That's what comes out of your mouth. Right, you stay there and I'll tell the I'll story. Just say whatever he's saying is probably not true. All right. Hold on. Let me tell the story. So our buddy Shavey is at a Taco Bell. Let's just say in Utah. All right. So he gets something to eat. He gets really sick from it. I mean, he said he told me he got really, really sick. He threw up. He honestly thought he was about to die. He felt almost like he'd gotten poisoned. Well, when he finally comes to and he's feeling better, he tells his friend, "Dude, I'm going. I'm going back. I'm gonna go teach those sons of bitches a lesson." So he goes back to the uh, to the uh, to where he got his food, mm -hmm. grabs a brick, and throws it through the window <laughs> because he's so mad that he got sick from the food. Well, he covers his license plates. Then he, uh, I guess, the 16-year-old worker. Who happened to be there after closing down begins to walk up, walk up to this 28, 29 year old man, and Shafee running back to his pickup truck, punches the 16 year old right in the face, <laughs> hops in his truck and speeds off because he's so mad about getting sick with some food. What are you doing, committing Dude, it was three? Awful. I would have rather gotten like gang raped by five dudes or something. That's how bad I felt. I'd it was terrible. Raped. Um, if that story was true, I mean, <laughs> from just twelve days ago in Utah, why why did you Utah, freak out? Utah, Nevada, Wyoming, Belgium, somewhere, one of those places. Why did you freak out so bad? Because you got sick. Dude, it's not fair, man. I'm, I just got back from vacation. I'm having a nice time. I won a lot of money in Vegas. I'm very proud of myself. I've got walking with a little bit of hop in my step, which was much needed these days. 
and and they poisoned me, man. They almost <laughs> they tried to kill me. Uh, they you... tried to kill me. I'm gonna fight back. And so you're I'm like George Bush. <laughs> I, either you're with you or they're or they're against you. So your way of fighting back is hiding your license plates, throwing a brick through the window, and then punching a 16-year-old in the face. I never intended to punch the 16-year-old in the face. He just got in the way of my fist on my way back to my truck. Dude, why wouldn't you just lodge a complaint and ask for your money back? Why do you have to go to the uh, destruction? Oh, so you think nearly dying's worth six bucks? Well, I mean, there are better ways to handle it other than throwing bricks through windows and assaulting teenagers. Better ways to handle it. It's all after OJ, man. Sometimes you lose it. What do you? What 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 kind of better noise? Better ways to handle it. What kind of noise did the sixteen-year-old make? Oh, dude, he's probably got his jaw wired shut right now. It was a clean pop, and I didn't stick around to see what happened, but I know he went down. You I'll tell you what, he's lucky that he didn't go down in the in the right in the, uh, the path of my truck because I would have ran his ass over at that point. No mercy on that occasion. What are you, a Cobra Kai? I feel bad about it now, but damn, dude. I mean, all right, I'm we're guilty. Arrest me. Put me in prison. Well, what they, do you want me to they do? Could. I they... thought I was going to die. What? And it's only nature. It's, it's, it's human instinct when you think you're going to die to try to survive. And that's what I was doing on that night. I was just trying to that survive. That was your antidote? Like that could have uh, oh. that could have saved your life is throwing a uh, brick through a window and punching a sixteen year old. I don't think that's going to be a life or death situation. No, like no, like uh, like the poor little sixteen year old <laughs> who works at Taco Bell and probably dropped out of high school already. White or black kid? Spin up a joint before he goes back in to mop the floor. Like 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 you've never been punched in the face before. Trust me, he'll get over it. I, I don't know if my digestive system will get over what I went through. Uh, it was coming out of everywhere, man. Was he a white kid or a black kid? Have you ever urinated out of your ass? Ah, uh, you can't say that. What's wrong with you? What makes you think you can say that on the radio? You're on the radio now. You can't say that. Alright, I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> what difference does it make if he was white or black? I just want to know. I want to know if you committed a hate crime. <laughs> he wasn't Mexican, I can tell you that much. Otherwise, the food would have been authentic and I wouldn't have been throwing up. Ass. It's good to be full. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we gotta let you go. We gotta. We had, to, right. we had to dump you. If I you. go to prison, I'm gonna tell every, everybody about uh, all the things you guys have done. Yeah, we're. I'll tell you this. We all are evil. Remember all... a little night at the uh, hardcore hideout in Jackson. <laughs> I've I've known many nights <laughs> over the hardcore hideout. Shafe, I've got a video of it. Shafey's in our uh, top eight. He's our buddies up in Michigan. MySpace.com/slash/Shafey. That's S H A F F E E. He's our radio friend. We would check in with him now and then. All right, man. We'll talk to you. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR, The Rocker, Led Zeppelin tonight on your 10 o'clock rock, 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 brought to you by Burger King. Have it your way. We do four in a row every weeknight at 10. Check it out. Nickelback, oh, latest rock suck. star, ACDC, Puddle of Mud, and more next. He's way too talented for that. Presented by Budweiser. Budweiser. Is he just going to leave us on hold? I guess. Yeah, you like that? That was a good break, man. Oh, whatever. That was awful. <laughs> all right. You got me all worked up now. Uh, all right. Thinking well, about jail and everything else. Uh, uh, well, you'll be all right. I will talk to you later. 
right, I'll talk to you later. i got to get back to work, man. Yeah. serious radio show up here in Kalamazoo. <laughs> Sounds like it. All right, there he is, Shapey. See ya. Later, bro. Later. Who the hell does that when you get food poisoned? <laughs> the ghost chucks a, a brick through a window and punches a 16-year-old in the head. i got to get even. <laughs> I can see him doing it, though. I've been around him when he just gets in that uh, crazy mood. And he's right. I mean, like, in his mind, he thinks he's right. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He was OJ. Like, he did you nothing know, some, wrong. Sometimes you get pissed. Sometimes you snap. <laughs> That's what he told me when we were talking this afternoon. Sometimes you snap, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> you file a complaint and you go from there. You get your $6 back. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. That's what I get for trying to do something nice for my mom. I wouldn't have gone out that quick and gotten the tickets. I would have guessed that there's a chance that they would back out. So it'll sell out, though. Yeah, for a Friday night, it'll sell out quick. Yep. And plus, we'll be there broadcasting live for J-Dub's birthday. Packed. So here's what I was thinking about doing. Yeah? We got I got two tickets. To Paradise? I want people to go to the live broadcast. So I was thinking we're doing the hideout happy hour at the Matador before. Mm-hmm. So will uh, people who show up at the Matador from 5 to 6 put their name in a hat, and then we'll draw a winner, and that person wins a pair of tickets to go to Halloween Horror Nights that night with us. That is very generous of you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank my mom. Thanks <laughs> so thrilled. I mean, I'm glad at least we can like put it to use and have some heretics come out and have some drinks with us at the Matador for a little pre-party. Oh yeah, but uh, I would I would tell your mom she has to send you the money. I'm trying to work that out. Although she did help me out for I don't know 28 years. I don't care. You still it, aren't that well off where you know you can take a hit like that trying to help her out. Well, my chick got the discount, you know, because no. she works out there, and I don't mind contributing to the wellness of Halloween Horror Nights and trying to do something good for my mom. It's kind of at least I would give you a half back. Yeah, you look pretty pissed. Yeah, I was. Did you tell her I already bought you the tickets? Uh-huh. The problem isn't so much my mom. Mm-hmm. Because uh, she really thinks it would be a fun family bonding time for her, my stepdad, and my little brothers to get in the car from Houston and drive all the way to Florida to go to Halloween Horror Nights. It's not really that long of a drive. The problem is my stepdad doesn't want to do the drive. Why does your mom do the drive, then? My stepdad won't let her. Because it's too far. It's not that far. It's 34 hours round trip, so it's about 17 hours one way. Yeah. And they'd have to miss school on Friday because they're going to leave Thursday right as soon as they get out of school. Get here, go to Halloween Horror Nights, sleep, and then get up on Saturday afternoon and just roll with it. Now, we had already given out all our tickets, hadn't we? Yeah. Because I had people begging for Halloween Horror Nights tickets. Yeah, I um, was asking around, too. That's just nothing. Nearly. It's impossible? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to end up doing then. Let's go to Tardon in the 407. <laughs> hey, man, that's not cool. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. That's that's bogus. Hey, I just want to put up in the air that you guys are invited to go to Disney anytime you want. I can get you guys in the... That's Disney very nice of you, Tardon. Stop. What? Seriously. <laughs> be nice, dude. What the hell's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, Mr. Mackey. I appreciate that talent. That's very nice of you, man. Oh, yeah, I was talking with Chunks this morning. All right. Did you call him on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you call him? Did you call him when I told you to, between about 5.15? No, actually, I forgot. What time did you, you call him? Surprising. 
Yeah, I forgot. Oh, okay. A little after eight, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I had to sleep in for... Oh, You'd already been up for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Talon. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, you're welcome. Well, Bye. <laughs> Why are you up with such an ass to the kid? What? He's a nice kid. He is. What's with the name, Colin? I thought that was his name. It's Talon. Talon, Tarnon, same thing. You're such man. an animal, dude. He's so close. That no, is it's cool, not. Man. He's a very nice young kid. He's a big fan of the show, and you got to be an ass to him. Why? <laughs> it was so funny. Dude, just to <laughs> Two feel Fridays su- ago? Just to feel superior? Oh, no. Two Fridays oh. ago, oh, he was up in the green room, and uh, it was the night that someone brought Crystal Burgers in. And we walked back to the back to go smoking, and he was reaching for a burger, and it it looked like he got caught like running a batch because he looked at us with the biggest shocked face in the world. Yeah, we didn't care. But... No, we didn't care at all. We're like, what's up, man? <laughs> but he it looked like he was like he thought he was doing the worst thing ever. Oh man! Didn't you hit him with a newspaper after that? <laughs> no, I sprayed him with a water bottle. Oh, come on, get the hell out of here! Told him to get off the counter. <laughs> What is it, dude? Do you feel better about yourself? He's nice. He probably hasn't eaten in a while. <laughs> oh, shoot. You've been waiting for that that joke all day, haven't you? No, I just popped my head. That's the problem. You're an animal. There's no need for that. Someone's offering to buy those tickets for 10 bucks a piece. No, not interested. Why not? I'd rather just give them out to the listeners uh, at the... Uh, He's a listener. At the Matador. Do you, have, do you guys still do the board games? Yeah, we got those out there. You should do, like, chess champion. I or connect read... four. <laughs> That'd be quick, though. I want people to show up between five and six, put your name in the uh, in the box, and we'll pull out a winner at six, and then we'll all head down to Halloween Horror Nights together. Wonderful. For the live broadcast. So that's this Friday at the Matador. Uh, hideout happy hour. Plus, you got the drink specials, two for one. Here's the problem, though. Can't really drink the way we normally do, can we? Because we're going over to Universal and doing yeah. a live broadcast. You can't Why? be hammered during the Universal broadcast. That or can we chew a lot of gum so it just doesn't seem like we're as hammered? <laughs> you guys could be all right. Because usually what will happen, and it's a contest to see how many ounces of alcohol I can take in in 80 minutes before we get back and have to do the show. It's Dubs' birthday. You guys got to get hammered. Yeah, oh, my... we'll be getting hammered afterwards. Don't no, worry. Yeah, and my, and my chick is uh, DD. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to make it all the way till 2.30 or 3 when she has to leave. You can be like, it's time to go. i got to leave now. Oh, someone will take me home if I need it. Talon. That's true. It's the On hi- his bike. It's the hideout. Real radio. <laughs> Reflectors all the way. Who's Talon? Coming down the home stretch. Hour 4, Tuna Tuesday, it's Real Radio 104.1 in the hideout. What the hell's happening with Madonna? Oh, uh, there's so many different things happening with her. First, she had the whole crucifixion thing that everybody was going crazy about on her tour. And now, um, she's not able to adopt that uh, kid from Africa. I guess the new thing is now she wants a girl. (laughs) She wants to adopt a three-year-old girl from the same village as her new son. Well, she hasn't gotten the son. I thought she did. No, uh, the uh, they sent her home childless last weekend because uh, they they make 
the uh, mother stay in the village with the kid for 18 months before they can take it. And she wasn't prepared to do that. So she left this past weekend with no kid. No, she has it. According to what I have here, well, she insisted she acted within the law adopting the baby boy to help us, uh, the child escape a extreme life of hardship. As Broke her silence over the adoption 13 hours after 13-month-old David Banda arrived at her new multi-million dollar uh, London home. Where are you getting the story from? Uh, it's as of tonight. Like, it just got updated. Like, is it AP? Because the AP yesterday was saying that the, she was back in England childless. No, it's uh, UK News, Sky News, Sky.com. So apparently she does have the kid now. I trust the AP. And she's not giving it back. Although I do understand the drama. Mm -hmm. It just seems so stupid. Like, this is the new rage. Adopting yeah. third world babies. Which I think is a, a good thing. But, I don't, but I, I don't think they're doing it for the right reasons. I think they're doing it for a fashion trend. Like, yeah. uh, like it's their new Louis Vuitton. Right. It's the new it accessory yeah. for a celebrity. You know, Paris Hilton walks around with that dog... These people are walking around with these babies like they're pets. All right, this is the AP, essentially, where this story came from. So she's got this baby. She's holding on to it, not letting go of it. She's going to have a whole village coming after her then, because they say uh, it's illegal. She stole the baby then. I do understand, though, be honest with you, making them want to stick around in the country for a few years to get to know the roots. 18 months is not, you know, a, uh, a big thing to ask if you really, really want that kid. But she doesn't. She no. Wants, she wants to get her accessory and take it back and out on tour with her. Well, she wants to get it and uh, leave it with the nanny to watch. She doesn't want to raise that kid. Mm -mm. Who started all this? Jolie or was there somebody before that? I'm, Jolie was the first one I really ever heard it talked Mia about. Mia Farrow. Yeah, you're right. And John McCain, McCain in 08, he did it, too. Of course he did. He's a stand-up guy, but he did it for the right reasons. He sees the pains going on overseas, and he wants to put an end to it, at least for one uh, young person. What is that, like uh, talking points? No, it's what I believe. And I guess now North Korea is going to be preparing for a second nuke test. And they're holding this massive rally. Is it time to go into North Korea? Hell no. Think, Let them have a nuke. I don't care. I think now's the best time to do it. You really are afraid of uh, North Korea having a nuke. You know how many nukes we have in this country? We can we can toast the world if we want to. There will be no more Earth if we let all of ours off. Well, why are we just sitting around? Why aren't we doing something hey, being somebody? You know, I'm, uh, I'm not all against that. I you say everywhere except for uh, the United States and... Uh, one little piece of Canada so we have someone to make fun of, I say we do that. You know who else agrees with you? Andy Rooney. Yeah? Look at you. I'm a young Andy Rooney. Congratulations. <laughs> I know you're proud. I did have to have my uh, my eyebrows trimmed the last time I went. Dude, I'm always having to go over mine with some clippers. It's almost becoming a bi-monthly uh, bi thing. Really? I got to get out the fourth guard. On my I, clippers and just go over them. Every once in a while, I'll feel like a scratch in my eye, and it's because of one real long uh, hair in my eyebrows tickling my eye. They came out with a new study mm -hmm. that uh, sports have prompted guys to delay going to the hospital. That actually happened to me. Yeah? 
with my chick. It was a Maverick game on, and she had gotten hurt, and it happened to be on national TV. And I'm like, I, you can't wait. You sure you got to go? <laughs> and she's just bleeding out. I'm like, all right, let's take you out there. Luckily, it was on national TV, and so I was able to watch it in the waiting room. Nice. And then we went back into the back, and they even had TVs in the little ER at the Florida hospital. So we're sitting there, and it goes into overtime, and they're ready to discharge us. And I'm like, is there any way you can let us stay just a little bit longer so I can finish this game? And they looked at me, and they're like, are you kidding? You're kidding, right? There are people outside that need help. All right. And as it turns out, Mavericks came back, and they won. Awesome. I've definitely been there before, though. Mobutu. You're in the hideout. Uh, I'm telling you, I would rather be Madonna's adopted son than receiving letters from some guy named Schmidt. All right. Does that make you cry, Hefe? It does. When I remember that, when I see that movie. About Schmidt? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you cried during that. Dude, the whole movie, he thinks his life has been meaningless and worthless. That he has a pen pal, and he realizes at the end, you know what, I made a difference in life. I was somebody. You watch the movie and not tear up. I dare Guarantee you. Guarantee it. Guarantee I won't tear up. What do you cry at? Um, A League of Their Own. See? Is that you, Grandma? <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> How is that somehow less manly than crying at About Schmidt? Because it is. It's about baseball. <laughs> Hate you. In the World War. Right, let me ask you. Going to the uh, for the game because some guys would put off going to the emergency room for the game. Mm-hmm. Would you put off sex for the game? Yeah. Would you put off playing video games for the game? Yeah. For the Detroit Lions. Oh yeah, everything comes secondary to, to the Detroit Lions. Would you put off food? Yes. Smoking. Yes. Let's say you had to go into a bar. The only place was showing the Lions game. You couldn't smoke. I would go in the bar. Watch the game. Right after the game's over, I'd go out and smoke. The Detroit Lions come first in your life. Mm-hmm. Just not in the NFC North. Nope. <laughs> Haven't in years. Sorry, that was already a little 4.1. We are like when you are, like maybe with the Lions lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it's a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even looking forward to the regular season. I'm already looking forward to the draft next year. i tell you what I'm going to do more of. Magic games this year. Last yeah. year we were getting settled. I love the NBA, and uh, uh, I want to go out and watch more of the Maverick, uh, the uh, the Magic, because I think the Magic are going to have a good team this year. Um, They're going to be that sleeper team, that Tigers team. I th- they'll definitely. I'm pretty sure they will make the playoffs. I bet they'll get a six, seven, eight seed. And they're so talented. They got a lot of uh, they got a lot of talent on that team. They got you know Redick, Howard, Millich. You said uh, Redick wasn't a good choice though. I still maintain they probably could have done better, to be honest with you. I think he, I think he's a defensive liability. He may be able to open it, open it up on uh, offense, but I don't know what he's going to bring defensively. I think he's going to get Howard in uh, foul trouble. Let's go to Eileen in the 407. What's up, Eileen? Hey, I just wanted to tell you why you uh, should put that whole game issue into perspective. Okay. Um, I was a big Dolphin fan uh, about 12 years ago, mm-hmm. and they had to win against the Colts to go into the playoffs. Um, 
Uh, I was upset that they were losing, and then my girlfriend called me and told me that my best friend had died. And you said, who cares, the, the Dolphins are playing? Yeah, and we get to their parents' house later, and she said, oh, by the way, the Dolphins lost. And I was like, so? Really? <laughs> yeah. uh, not me. I'd be like, oh, that's a double whammy. <laughs> I, uh, it, it would affect me the same way. Can I be honest with you? I want to tell you sure. a really awful story real fast. Okay. During the NBA Finals this last year, my Mavericks, um, uh-huh. something like that should have happened to put things in perspective. Right. It, it really didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I know it sounds awful, but we had, we had someone on the show uh, have a personal tragedy. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, for a second I felt really bad about it. But then I went home and watched the rest of the, you know, game six, and I, I was, I, I was angry, and I was even trying to tell myself, put it in perspective, put right. it in perspective. But for my, in my own little selfish existence, I couldn't, you know, put it beyond mm-hmm. what was going on there. I think Maybe if it was more personal to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I felt off for the person who had the, uh, had the tragedy. Yeah. But at the same time, this was my own tragedy. Mm-hmm. Blowing a two-game, three-fourths lead. Does it kill you when you see those commercials for like? Uh... Don't watch them. I flip them for the Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. I would have I subscribed this year to get that ball and video. They do that it right wonderful away. Wonderful yearbook. As soon as it, as soon as they win, second commercial. In. The Heat have won the uh, NBA oh, playoffs. I hear it. Now you can be uh you can own history. <laughs> yeah, make sure you focus in on game five where he over and back travels, commits three offensive fouls, and doesn't get touched by Dirk. That's the pass. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> I just want to make sure they focus in on that play. <laughs> <laughs> What? I was saying. Um, and it'll take your mind off it. You know what I liked about going to the games in D.C. at the MCI Center? Hmm. It was the bums. They had real colorful bums, and I was telling you last night. It doesn't racist. matter. No, it does. It anybody, could be white. It could, anybody can end up falling on hard times. Well, yeah, but what they'll do, like, like let's say the Celtics are coming into town. Mm-hmm. They had this one bum who I respected. I'd give him 10 bucks every time I saw him right at the corner in the Metro stop. Because I was telling you, it had to be pretty hard to keep that spot. Like, he's the king of the bums. Yeah. And, like, he would play, like, Irish music when the Celtics were in town. and like The saxophone guy. Yeah, the saxophone yeah. guy. He kind of looked like George Clinton. Yeah, long braids and everything. Yeah, exactly. I love that guy. You know how hard it has to be to maintain that corner? Oh, that's a money corner. Right there, you yeah. get uh, you score big. In fact, I want to look and see when the first uh, Magic game is on a Saturday. Saturday or a Sunday afternoon game would be a lot of fun too. Go check that out. Let's go to Earl in the 407. What's up, Earl? Hey man, listen, how my feel is pain. I'm a Raider fan. Yeah. My, my new motto is just win, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm pulling for the Raiders to go 0 and 16, so I don't have to get the piercing in the back of my head. That came from Friday or night. Or 1 and 15 at least. Yeah, at the very least. So. I've never rooted against a team so much. The Lions are going to win again this weekend. Who you guys got? Uh, this weekend we got the Jets. Yeah, you actually have a pretty decent shot, actually. OrlandoMagic.com. Official site of the Orlando Magic. Ooh. You going to go to some games this year? Yeah, I'll go. Without a doubt. I had fun last year, the one game we did go to. Or was that two years ago? 
That's like the end of two years ago. Yeah, that was the All very right. last game of the. Uh, well, it was right as soon as we got here. Mm-hmm. All right, preseason. They got some. Oh, they had a preseason game tonight against Atlanta. Looky there, Houston is going to be here on a Thursday, Saturday, Memphis, Sunday, Atlanta, mm. Minnesota. All right, there's some good games. When does Dallas come to town? That, by the way, will be a night that. I- <coughs> Get a little sick. Tuesday, I just want to let you know, uh, tell Catherine that Tuesday, January 23rd, I'm going to be sick. Ah, we'll be on uh, vacation right then. No, we won't. January 23rd. <laughs> ah, we'll probably we'll take a week then, too. I, I may have a little tickle <laughs> in my throat. Because <laughs> uh, they're going to be a town. I'm sure I'll be Dirk's finger. Whatever. I'd be willing, whatever All it right. takes for that championship. <laughs> What's gayer? Getting oil from a guy or sucking on his finger? Didn't Lester and... Uh, yeah, and Destro did that. I think I think sucking on a finger is just as bad, to be honest with you. That, the look they yeah. had... Even though there could be no byproduct... <laughs> it's there's still, something loving about sucking it, on a finger. Yeah, there's still something really incredibly wrong about that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of good games. Looking forward to that magic season. All right, wake up the Monsters of the Morning. Shinnenberg Middays, Phillips Fall in the Afternoon. Hideouts back at 7. Don't forget our live broadcast this Friday. Halloween Horror Nights or Dubs' birthday. Before that, we are going to be at the Matador. And I'll uh, be giving away two free tickets since my mom isn't coming to town and I already bought them. So look for that Friday at the Matador at 5. Details, realradio.fm, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com. Be somebody always talk good, McCann in 08. Question everything and stay classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. 5,000. I, 5,000.